Get him out of here. Out. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and f*** my sister. Wow. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. You gonna die doing this dumb ass yeah. f***ing fool? Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole. And you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. What? You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam, all upside his head, just slap the make him make you slap somebody. So kiss my black I thought the bitch was white! Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to him like that, and I'm gonna talk to you like that. And I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. And he waits for his receiver to clear. That's David Njoku with his second touchdown catch of the ball game. Welcome to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. We'll get Munch on the show, 7 o'clock. Recap last night. And I'm not going to go overboard. I know a lot of people want to this morning. But I'm not going to be negative either. I'm not going to say, ah, it's just a preseason game. Relax. Can't get excited. Yeah, you can get excited. And here's what you can get excited about. Brown's got players, bro. That roster is massively improved. It looks like they play the same game that uh, that the other team is playing now. They didn't look like that last year or the year before. Brown's got players. That roster is massively improved. They don't win games this year. You can start to look at Hugh Jackson like, bro, what are you doing? What's going on in your coaching rooms? Now, I still think it's closer to 4-12, and 12, but after last night, if they go to 6-10, and 10, I'm not going to be shocked. I still think it's closer to 4-12. and 12. I think you got to remember Deshaun Kaiser looked really good in the early preseason games. He looked good early. Deshaun Kaiser did. Okay? Tyrod Taylor looks fantastic. And I loved the Tyrod Taylor signing because he doesn't give the ball away. And I, I tweeted this out last night during the game. Competent quarterback play is fun. It's cool. It's nice. I like it. Now let's move into Baker Mayfield. I was a little hesitant on Baker. I wanted Sam Darnold. I was on the record, and I'm not going to tell you I wasn't that guy now. Here's what I can tell you about Baker Mayfield. He's a pro quarterback. Now, is he an A, B, or C? That I don't know yet, or that I won't actually make an opinion on yet. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be a hot take guy. But can Baker Mayfield play the quarterback position at the pro level? The answer is yes. That pocket presence was really good for a rookie. Really good. Now, this part's going to make a lot of Browns fans really, really mad. I want Baker Mayfield to sit more now than I did before. I want him to sit more now because Tyrod can play the position. You got a guy who can play the position. Imagine how good Baker Mayfield will be if you don't put him out there this year and you give him an entire year to learn the position and really learn the offense. Um, There's a reason why they went and got Tyrod Taylor is because he is kind of the Baker Mayfield. He is a Baker Mayfield. And so Dorsey, and I told you this when we when we got John Dorsey, this is what smart GMs do. I told you he was going to go out and get you a vet that on the marquee doesn't really come off as a huge name, but will stabilize the offense. And then we will pass this thing off to the guy they're going to draft. And sure enough, that's what a smart GM came in here and did. Because that's what smart GMs do. 
Sashi tried to outthink the room, bro, and that never works. You got to go with what he- what the standards are. And John Dorsey is a real NFL GM, and so far, I'm liking a lot of what I see. The Antonio Callaway situation, I'm, from what I'm hearing, the Browns are like, you know what? We believe his side of the story. I guess the, the whole the car being shipped here is starting to check out. His lawyer now is claiming, look, Antonio Callaway has a valid driver's license. What you're hearing about, it, uh, uh, about the suspended license is not true. We have a license for it. So that will be good. So that looks good. Defense even looked a little good. Now, it's preseason. Nobody's really throwing much at you. you got to be careful there. I don't want to go overboard. The running game didn't look as well as good as I thought it was going to be. The offensive line doesn't look as good as everybody told me it was going to be either. So we do have some issues. But they are massively improved, and I told you that they massively upgraded at the quarterback position, which is a huge, huge, huge piece of an NFL roster. They look pretty good. I know you don't want to go overboard. No, not going overboard at all. Either way on this one. Um <clears throat> It was definitely encouraging to see some things, though. You're right. I think two competent quarterbacks was all of a sudden it was a much better problem to have than zero competent quarterbacks. Yes. So, so there, so there's no debating that. I mean, it, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs of this season, and I just don't want people to get too high coming off of preseason game one against the New York Giants, who are obviously in a very, very bad place as a football team. I mean, dude, they across the board well, last night. I was like, whoa. Some of their best players didn't play, and the Eli only right. went out there for you know a series, and then dude, that Davis Wed kid, I don't think is an NFL quarterback. No, I don't think he is an NFL quarterback. But what I liked about Baker. What were the knocks on Baker when it, you know, when this thing first started to come out? Right? Well, he's a run first quarterback. Well, he proved to you last night. No, he ain't. No, he ain't. He stepped up into that pocket, stared all the way down the field, and started to check where his progressions were. And then when he didn't have the play, then he ran. That's pro quarterback stuff. I think I think that any any quarterback who has the ability to run automatically Back to the, the fan base. Well, automatically to the fan base, I think they become a run-first quarterback. Just because you have the capabilities and the athleticism to do it, in our minds, we think that, like, well, that's what you're going to do automatically. Lazily placing the tag on Baker. Yeah, I think that kind of happens to him. And you're right, last night there was pocket presence for the ability for him to step up when, when the pocket was collapsing around him. I mean, there was just things that naturally looked good on him. There was... The sack that happened late where he checked too far down. I mean, he was checked right, and then he tried to go all the way back left and then find where his check down was. They even mentioned it on the broadcast. That was a bad play by Baker Mayfield. But it was one bad play, and I remember thinking to myself, this guy's been under center 15 times before this play happened. Like, this is... So that right there, I was like, oh my God. Like, it took multiple plays before his major mistake happened. Yeah, I mean, essentially, this is Baker... Major. That's, that's me going too far. This is Baker Mayfield's first day on the job in, like... I don't know. Remember your first day on a job, and it was yes. like, dude, I don't know what the hell I'm doing yes. here. What, what am I doing here, I, man? I, I remember my first year on the year. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. I want Baker to sit more now because you have a competent quarterback in Tyrod Taylor. Now, here's some other things we're going to get into a couple of more times later in the show, and especially right. with Munch, Des Bryant. So yesterday, John Dorsey is telling media, "We're calling Des Bryant, but he won't pick up his phone." Then last night. Des Bryant, watching the games, goes, all right, I see you, Mr. Dorsey. Okay, Baker Mayfield, I'm setting up my meetings next week. I'm coming to visit. Now, I hate to be this guy. Where's Josh Gordon? Where's Josh Gordon? Why aren't we asking that question? It was a planned exit from camp. 
When is the planned return for my number one weapon? Where is it? When is it? But Stansberry, he texted Hugh Jackson on Hard Knocks. Well, did he text Hugh Jackson on Hard Knocks? Or did Hugh Jackson look at his phone and say, Josh Gordon just texted me? Because we know the Hard Knocks camera is standing over your shoulder. Because could I not just look at Fantone right now and say, oh my God, dude, Rachel Starr and Jaden James are texting me right whoa, now. Whoa, And Fantone's going to go, no, they're no, not. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. So, no, my God, Stansbury, he texted Hugh Jackson. Okay, I mean, maybe. Maybe he did. I'm not saying for sure he didn't. But I'm saying for sure you could be told that he did when he didn't. Any other team in the league, by the way, any other team in the league, and the only story surrounding that team is, where is the number one weapon? When is the number one weapon back on the roster? But for some reason, Cleveland Browns fans, we don't have that standard. I'm telling you this right now. If you didn't draft Baker Mayfield this year, Josh Gordon would be the only thing we're talking about. Where is my number one weapon? Why are we courting Des Bryant if we feel like my number one weapon is coming back? Man up and tell me Josh Gordon's not playing football. Man up and tell me. Do I mean, do you think that they know that, or do you think that they're holding on in limbo right now? I think they're more in limbo than they want us to know, and they're definitely not going to tell us that. But I want more people to start waking up and realizing that. Any other team in the league last night? It is, look at this roster, imagine where is Josh Gordon. Put Josh Gordon, that, dude, it's all you'd be talking. If Mike Evans wasn't out there with the Bucks, they'd be asking where Mike Evans is. He's our number one offensive talent. It was a planned exit for him to leave camp. Plans have Plans start with a beginning and an end. There ain't no end to this. Where's the plan? Even with Josh Gordon being out last night, I will say the wide receivers I thought looked really good. And Joku looked good. Um, you had uh, you had uh, you had uh, Rashard Higgins that I felt like had a really good game. Um, I think Jarvis Landry was 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 showing what he was capable of. Jarvis so is the real. Deal. I thought dudes that were catching the ball was probably the highlight of my of my Browns like viewing yesterday. As I was like, man, these guys can do it. Like yes. these dudes can go out there and catch that ball. And here's why I want that. Because we got some stupid sayings in this town or in this surrounding our sports teams. Okay. Hard land. Welcome to the hard land. That is the dumbest thing I have ever heard in my life. Hey, Browns, please welcome penis jokes around your logo and, and your sayings. Please do that. Hard land. But what I like about adding more wide receivers, and I'm worried about Des Bryant. Look at his production over the last three years. It's been a little down. He's a headache. And actually, Dak Prescott has said, I felt pressure to get the ball to Des. I felt pressure to make sure I was targeting Des. And that, what do you think is going to happen to Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield? They're going to feel pressure to get the ball to Des Bryant. And I worry about that. I do. I worry about that. Now, if you're not getting Josh Gordon back, then I want Des Bryant. And part of the reason why is I do like the saying of receive land. If you get a bunch of good receivers and that becomes like the Browns tag, I absolutely love it. I want to watch Webster Slaughter high fives in the air like I did when I was a kid. I want to see that. I, um, I, you know, you don't want to look at every other team and be like, well, if we did this, that's what we should do. But I've always looked at Pittsburgh and thought like, dude, they just have such a squad consistently over decades of just wide receivers who are just hungry dudes who just want to go out there, have chips on their shoulders and like all of a sudden like I said the dudes who are catching the balls for the Browns it was like man like dude even Callaway kind of bounced back even you could yeah. tell he was a little distracted but like you could tell I mean well, like I mean, welcome to that right but no, nonetheless dude like it was just it would there there was definitely moments of of 
optimism. Um, I think that the penalties last night, especially towards the beginning half of the game. You can't get overboard on the penalties, though, because, dude, what the league is doing is they're overthrowing the flag so they can figure out where they want to be all season. I really am not worried about the taunting. I'm not really worried about the penalties last night. Now, Jarvis Landry, now somebody, Jimmy Malone from 105.7 pointed this out last night. You guys went 0-16 last year. Let's not taunt people right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, I, I kind of like yeah. that on him alone. Because at first I was like, ah, I don't really care about the penalties. I know what the NFL is doing. We're overthrowing the flag, trying to figure out where we're going to be. But Malone's right. It's like, dude, you guys didn't win a game last year. Let's not taunt. And you won all four of your preseason games last, last year, year. So let's right. not get too far ahead of ourselves. The Browns are 5-0 and in their last five preseason games. But that didn't mean much. Again, Joe tweeted and says, dude, we're going to have to run the ball in December. I'm so a little worried about that. I was too. I thought I honestly expected the running game to look better than it did last night. I'm not going to. Uh, but again, I'm not going to panic. Millennials, I am going to tell you this, though. Okay. You need to pay attention to Antonio Callaway now. Young people in America, you need to pay attention to Antonio Callaway now. Because that kid now, it's starting to look like he was innocent. But he was vilified in the media, and people were convinced he was guilty. And you know why? Because of the decision-making he has shown up to this point. When ish goes down in your life, you will be judged by who you were, not what maybe might have happened that night. You will be judged by what all of your actions up till that point were. Young people, you need to watch Antonio Callaway and learn that lesson. Act right every single day, and when something happens in your life, you will get the benefit of the doubt. Turns out the kid, or at least it's looking like he deserved or should have had the benefit of the doubt, but nobody gave it to him because the way he's lived his life up until now. How, who you are day in and day out is how you will be judged when drama hits your life. Got to remember that. I am encouraged last night from what I saw, but I still think it's closer to 4-12 and 12 than I do think it's 6-10. and 10. I'm being told Juice Landry is our number one weapon. Yeah, that's because our number one weapon is MIA. But don't worry, guys. It's a plan, and we know exactly when he's coming back. We're just not telling anybody, or we just didn't tell anybody we had the plan. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's why we're courting Des Bryant so hard. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Oh, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 8 o'clock, we'll send you out to Las Vegas. Get you out of town for a few days. Send you to the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Sean, Steve, Sam Mendez, all part of that. There's only the one of them. I don't know what his name is. I always forget it. I think it's Steve. And then uh, Fleetwood Mac's going to play. Skinner will be there. Justin Timberlake, a bunch of others. We'll send you out to Vegas. Be a good time. My mom will probably pick you up from the airport, drive you around. She'll be there. Pulling she'll, on those handles. Yeah, she'll show you around. My, my mom will teach you all about uh, bingo. Not bingo. Keno is what they like. She'll teach you all about that. My mom's pretty... She's not a stickler. She'll play pretty much any game that they got out there. She's in. Before getting uh, too far into today's program, I wanted to make sure I take the time to thank my good buddy, Albert Wooden, and uh, his organization, Save 22, which is an organization that raises awareness over the fact that 22 veterans a day commit suicide. Uh, and they try to put a huge dent in that number. Save22.vet is how you can find them online. But Albert and I became friendly, and we were starting to talk about things that maybe uh, I could get involved with in the vet community. And he was like, well, dude, you kind of like to play golf, and I'm sure a lot of guys that you know, uh, you know, know, have served like to play golf. He's like, why don't we just start setting up like little golf trips with you, and you can take guys out who have served or maybe freshly home, maybe been home a while. It doesn't matter. Everybody's going through something. Maybe you can take them out. I was like, that's a great idea. Let's do that. So Albert got us all hooked up yesterday, and uh, dude, we played the quarry, my first time ever. Uh, what a golf course that is. Wow. Well done. 
Uh, the carts are really nice. They got the GPS right in there. Everything's perfect. That whole thing was really great. Course, and people were right. That do big thumbs up. Liked it. How'd you do? Uh, did not have my best day. No, I didn't play bad. Okay. I didn't play bad, but okay. I, well, all right. I didn't play. As, <laughs> I, I wish I, anytime you play a new course, you want to play better than I played. Right. But it wasn't like, oh my God, I got to break these things. It wasn't, okay. that, it wasn't that. Now I got to tell you the one guy we played with, Greg, whew, man, can he play? I was a little worried that the, uh, the these mo- are real men. Well, that the moment was just going to be a lot for you in the sense of like, you're standing there, you know, I didn't care how I played. Okay. There, okay. there was part of it where it was like I want to. I you always want to play better than I did, but I was like, you know what? And I, I there were a couple of moments where I wanted to get mad. I was like, dude, today's about them, not you. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't get that mad. Um, I, I would have liked to have played better, Greg. Oh my god! I'm pretty sure I didn't count his card, but I'm pretty sure he shot 75. I was keep. I was trying to keep up with it. I'm pretty right. sure that's really good. Like that's. I mean, dude, anytime you break an 80, you're doing something pretty good, especially on a golf course that hard. He uh, so yeah, but I got out there with a guy named Matt, PJ, and Greg. Uh, had a great afternoon. Played eighteen at at, uh, at the quarry, and Albert uh, actually was nice enough to get me another gift card. And nice. we're going to be doing this a little bit more. I'm nice. also I, I also think they're going to take me out on a charting fishing trip with some bets too. We're going to do some stuff like that. And that just goes to show you that like it really doesn't matter what you have to offer it. It just matters that you offer it when it comes to something like this. Like you know, everyone's like, oh, I, I just don't know how to make a difference. I don't know how I how can I one man do anything. And it's like, well, do something. Like, do be a part of something here. So I need your opinion on something. All right. So yesterday, there I am, and it's just the four of us. The course, honestly, that it looked like we rented it. Like it was like, I mean, we were just out there by ourselves, right? Okay. And so, like, that's great. But I didn't know how to handle this situation, so I decided to err on the side of caution. Usually, the best thing to do there. Normally. And I handled this the way sometimes I wish people would handle me. And then I thought, well, you're crazy. <laughs> So maybe not. Right. But there I was, and, and I, I feel like the instinct when you're hanging out with guys who, men and women, both, who have served in the military, that your instinct is to ask them all about it. Right? Yeah. But I thought to myself, I'm like, dude, you're playing golf with these dudes. And what do you not like? What's your least favorite thing when you're out on the golf course? When people start asking you where Fantone is, or when people start talking to you about the show, or when somebody's like, dude, remember two days ago when you said this? It's no. like, yeah, dude, but I got a sandwich in my goddamn hand. I don't want to talk about the radio show right now. Like, and you know what I mean? And so, like, and, but again, you can't do that. You got to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't course. know where he is, dude. He's a big, tall idiot. I don't know where, I don't know where he is at home. We never probably. know, we never know where the other one is, dude. Don't, no, it's not that we don't, we don't care where the other one is. After 10 30 in the morning, I don't I care don't know. where he where is. is he? Just stay alive so I have you tomorrow. Other than that, Go play in the yard. That's, that's it. Right? So I, my whole thing was, is like, I didn't know. So I don't know if I came off like not interested or was I, did I do the right thing by not like, dude, tell me all about it, man. What was it like to be under fire? Because dude, the one guy I apparently was like for real, like recon, like you send him in and then he surveys the whole thing and he goes, yeah, the rest of you can come in here. I, I that's th- real man work right there. I think especially as an outsider, somebody who has not served their country, um, I definitely do to start asking people like, what was it like to be under fire? How many people have you killed? That's insulting to me. If, that that I, out of the gate is like, dude, would you, never, sh- you should not do would that. Would never ask that question because I know that one's right. Oh my god, I'm being re- dude. Greg, dude, Greg already messaged me. Seventy three, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Get it right or pay the I price. They have married. Dude, seriously, that guy's got game. Um, but as far as that goes, like. I, I think that's really kind of like you're an open ear. I'm not an I'm not interviewing you here. My thing was is that if they started talking about it, 
and I had a way to like ask a question I was maybe interested in. Right. Then it, but I didn't want to be the guy in the car. Like, so dude, tell me what's all no, up. What are your stripes, man? What no. was this like? What was the training like? I, I, you know what I mean? My thing is like, dude, this is today's kind of about making you guys forget a little bit, right? Like, let's just go have some fun. If you guys want to talk about it, let's do it. But I didn't want to be that guy who was like, you know, pulling on the pant. Like, like, tell me all the stories. Yeah, I was going to say, I think so many service people think of it as like, well, dude, that's my job. And like you said, I don't necessarily want to talk about work all the I time. I get why people like, ask me. I, you know? I totally do. And uh, yeah, if you catch me in Walmart, I, I know you're going to ask me where Fantone is. Where is he? Where is he? Oh, he's aisle three over there. I don't know where the hell he is. I have no I idea where he is. you. Right. So I so I didn't know I wasn't sure I was like did I handle this right did I not but I but I feel like I you, you do which is if you err on the side of caution and my best guess is is that I'm sure that they were probably a little appreciative like you know what dude like thank God people always want to ask me about this but they never ask me about who I am as a person and and I I think too maybe a little bit of like not like you said you don't want to be like well, well tell me how many people you've killed no but ever. but That's but bad. Bad you know hey how did you guys get involved in save 22 how are you involved in the organization i think that conversation a little bit different than like the stereotypical questions so there's a way to balance that i think arian on the side of the caution was was definitely the right call for you yesterday um and i saw the picture of you guys standing out there a little foursome together having yeah. you know having you know, those little arms around those guys were camaraderie right, man. um I, i've said this to you before but anytime 73 jesus <laughs> anytime you bring this up, I'm going to say it to you, man. I just know, and not knowing the man, I'm going to speak for him. Dude, I know your dad would have been super proud of you, dude. First just, thing my mom said. Just super proud of you. So First keep, thing my mom like, said. Like, I mean, keep it up, dude. I really am. I'm glad you found this. I'm glad you found something where you feel like you can give back and kind of make a difference. And- yeah, golf's awesome. I'm a big fan. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm obviously kidding. Save 22 is a great organization. Albert's a good dude. Met three other good dudes yesterday. Greg, I know you're listening right now, obviously, as you're messaging in. Uh, dude, you got game, bro. I told you. You're, dude, you <laughs> You, you are he is dude. He's my golf outing partner from here until eternity. Yeah, Greg seventy three, dude. Don't, yeah. don't don't just call him Greg, dude. That's Greg seventy three. Greg seventy three, right breaking eighty, breaking eighty. <laughs> just getting it done, making me feel like a loser. More Sandsbury show right around the corner. You guys, hang on. The Stansbury Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come. 106.9. Back to the Stansbury Show. 8 o'clock. We'll send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. We'll give you your first keyword. We got uh, two opportunities for you. 8 and 9 this morning. And then Teresa will get you hooked up all day as well. I saw this and, uh, dude, I kind of want one of these. I need one of these. Everybody needs one of these. But I think they're only giving out one of these. All right. Get ready, they say, for your McLong shot. McDonald's is giving away free food for life. Okay. What they're doing is looking to uh, add exposure to their online ordering system. Yeah, they really are promoting that. I, I, I feel like every sign you see, and it's like, hey, you know, every receipt on it has like the, hey, do it on the app next time. The, yeah, the, the, you know, they're, they're big into the mobile app thing. Everybody's big into the mobile app things these, right. days, these days. All right. So what it is, is um, they have a contest there. And if you win it, you're going to receive what the company is calling its Mick Gold card. They have a contest website built for it. And that's where you enter. Let me see if I can find this out. Oh, it's just McDonald's.com. And then the, the, they have the contest section in there, right? Uh, the promotion starts today, runs through the 24th of August. And here's what you get. It's two free meals a week for 50 years. Now, they say the math shakes out to $52,350. Dude, I got to tell you, I kind of want one of those. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> free, free McDee sounds delicious. Yeah, two meals a week for a year. Now, dude, I would probably be more likely to use this at breakfast. There's something about uh, a, about you know drive through breakfast that I really, really love. So I'd be more likely to use that. But, dude, people are going to flood that website for this, right? Um, I don't know, dude. I, I, really? Yeah, there's something about it to me. I don't. I don't feel compelled to order ahead with stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a part of it to me that's almost like I would rather order it at the at the box, you know, like drive up to window number 2. Okay. To me, I'm always worried that like is this as fresh as if I would have ordered it through the window? Really? Yeah, because I feel like all right, so you got my order via the I mean, are they making things to order via the online app? I don't I may have, I don't know. But what I'm saying about that is, okay, so then you're putting my fries in the container, you put my fries in the bag, you're bagging everything up, and then it's going to sit there and wait until I pull up into spot number 3 or whatever. They see me out there, they bring it out. Well, I mean, we are talking about a quick service thing here. Like when are you pressing that button versus when you're driving? I mean, not that long, right? Is, Although at that point, is the wait really ever right. that long there? Like that's where you can get me I, on the. Well, I never really have to wait that long there. I'd be all right with that. And, and, and like I, I mean, and even but like five minutes makes a big difference in fry time. You know what I'm saying? Pizza that does not make as big of a difference. Chinese food getting delivered to me does not make that, that big of a difference. Five minutes of fry time, I feel like that's a huge difference right there because that's the thing that 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 really pauses me from takeout. Like I mean, I've Uber eats it, and it's still pretty good. I, I I would be concerned that like it wouldn't be hot enough for me. That's, okay, that's a legit concern. I, well, that's a legit concern. I can't tell you that's not you know it's crazy. Nothing, <laughs> can't tell you it's nothing to be afraid of. Sure, yeah. I mean, I suppose. But dude, I just kind of want a gold card in my pocket. Like uh, you know, I mean, actually, as a matter of fact, it looks like the, what they're going to do is give you a phone case. Like it's like if I, if this picture okay. is to be believed, it's like it's like a phone case that wraps around your phone, and it's like like well, it's not solid gold, obviously, but it's like it, it is gold colored. I um, you've Uber eated. I feel like a lot, a lot. So I use it all the time. I mean, do you feel like what is what's the price mark up there? Like, okay, I order five dollars worth of McDonald's okay. breakfast. What's the difference? So I ordered breakfast this morning. Okay. Certain places, I think it's different on the restaurant. The place I ordered today, here's all I can tell you is the place I ordered today. They added three dollars to my order. Now Grubhub seems to be a little bit more money than Uber Eats, but so far in this area alone, that and this is the only place I know for sure, Grubhub seems to have more restaurants right now than Uber Eats does. Now three three bucks is worth it. I mean that's a fine delivery charge for sure, especially where I live downtown because nobody wants to deliver to me because of how big, bad, and scary downtown Canton is. All you sissies. Are you tipping extra? Is there like a oh for sure? I okay, but there there is a tip place there so for your Uber driver. What you do is you rate your order and okay. then kind of like, hey, was this good? Yeah, it was pretty good. Hey, do you want to add a tip? Yeah, and I and I always will just because again, like I, dude, I want my food. I want people not messing right. with it. You know what I mean? It's a small town. It's the same drivers over and over again, and that whole thing. And the last thing I need is people on Twitter going, "See, where's a cheap ass?" I don't need. You know, I don't want it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need it. Uh, first Friday, I um I took an Uber home from uh from the bars, and I was talking to the driver. And uh, he was like, yeah, it's definitely more money for us. There's no question about that. He's like, sometimes is it inconvenient? Of course, like you're dealing with, you know. Yeah, so it's my job. Right. I mean, like, you know, you're, de- you're dealing with stuff. He's like, but as, as a whole, it's good for us. I mean, we, oh, don't ha- sure. we don't have to take the food orders if we don't want to. He's like, but you're a fool not to. So now I wonder. Is the move to online ordering and app ordering by these places, these quick service places, are what they going to do is then just bring the driving and delivering in-house? 
Like, do you maybe just go, dude, if we're doing the rest of this, maybe let's just bring this all in-house. Do Jimmy John style? No, I don't know. Because are we talking insurance for cars? And just, like, I don't, I don't know how all that stuff works. But are you maybe just thinking, you know what? Much like I said about the cab industry, right? right. You were 95% of the way home. All you needed was the goddamn app. You know what I mean? You had the drivers. You had the cars. You had everything. All you needed yeah, you got, was, was the request service. That's all you needed. You got the burgers. You got the employees. I mean, you got people who could Are do the Are you bringing it in-house, maybe? Um, I mean, if Jimmy John's can do it, McDonald's can do it, right? I would if think, Pizza Hut can do it, McDonald's can do it. I would think. And or I, is it maybe that there are all that many more locations, so that's the reason why you can't do it? But you have that many more employees. You have that many more. And I yeah. mean, like obviously, just like Pizza Hut, you have to take your own car. It's not like they have a Pizza Hut car. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, the day when they would do that, when they give you like the little like a Zuzu pickup truck, right? So for the most part, it's drivers driving their own cars there, and yeah, as it becomes more and more popular, as as sure. as, as 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 these apps and you know, I don't want to go out of my house becomes more and more of a thing. I don't see why Burger King or McDonald's or Wendy's doesn't hop on the train there. Well, it's like even Outback. I was driving out. It's like we now deliver, and it's like you can you can tell now. Like people are starting to be like, ah, dude, are we are we missing out on the three dollar upcharge that, that that should be going to our company versus giving it to? Uber. Maybe that's what they're thinking. Yeah, there's like I said, there's some stuff I'm good delivery. I really am. Pizza, Chinese Pizza, food, stuff yeah. like that. But dude, a burger, anything that's got fried food in it, it just makes me very like, eh, what if this isn't as hot as I want it to be? And then it's going to be a waste and I'm not going to want to eat half of this. And well, like, that sounds all good. But my Uber Eats is at the front door right now and Munch <laughs> is waiting to talk about the brown. So you know what? We'll get Munch on the program next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, and every Friday, 7 o'clock, we're joined by my good buddy, Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on Ohio Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports, 1350. He's everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, and, of course, right here on Rock 106.9 now. Munch, dude, here's the thing. I know, preseason. Don't get too excited. Don't go overboard. They won four in a row last year in the preseason, but God damn it, Baker Mayfield looked pretty good. <laughs> Munch, i got to be honest with you. He, he looked real good, and I might add to what you're saying. He's looked real good against uh, guys who'll be taking our orders in a fast food drive through too. <laughs> but let me hit you with this, Danny, okay? We're, we're, t- we're having fun today. We saw some things, and I promised, put it on Twitter, at Munch Cleveland, Facebook, Munch Bishop, that so many things happen that will not show in the box score. I'm saying this team really has changed. Number one, you know, my pet name for David Njoku was yep. the Dancing Fool. Because, you know, he would, you know, catch a three-yard pass to celebrate to drop a ball that cost us the Packers game. Here's what I saw yesterday, and I was just delighted. Not just him catching the ball, but they force-fed him to get him confidence. After Taylor's first touchdown pass, you know what? He wasn't on the sideline celebrating. He was sitting on a bench. Guess who was between him and Drew Stanton? Baker Mayfield. They had the iPad out. And he was going over exactly what happened to like Mayfield. That. You saw things like that all night long. You saw coaches coaching up the players. I saw running backs at times fake left, go right because they knew somebody was coming off the edge. Well, how did they know? They were coached and they followed their team. They executed. So, quote unquote, the old thing is they wouldn't get executed themselves. And guys, I don't mind saying this. And if you say munch. A dude like you is, quote, notorious B.I.G. I put it down yesterday. One of my all-time favorite statements. And you know what? 39 years into the biz, I still use the saying is that act hungry, act like a blankety-blank intern, okay, that you yeah. want to go ahead. I saw guys playing for their job last night. Yeah, you, you know what, gentlemen? 
If it's the 15th game of the season, you should still play every snap like you're playing for your job. In other words, play 100% plus every time that ball is snapped. Those are teams that win the Super Bowl. I saw that too. Now, there's a reality there. There's going to be some more cuts today, okay? And people don't want that. People want to be a part of this now because the culture is going to change. You know, I will toss this out. I totally, and I won't go off on it crazy, you know, I still firmly believe and bothers me that Antonio Callaway is on this football team, but he is there. We'll let it go, whatever it may be worth. But the bottom line, guys, so many things happen that don't show up in the box score. Danny, you talked Mayfield. It is not just the passes. You know what? Oh, wait a minute. I feel a little pressure. I'm going to move up. Oh, I feel a little pressure. I'm going to move my left. He moved in the pocket, but he couldn't play in the pocket. Remember that? A bunch of bunks. So many things happened yesterday that were very cool. Yeah, no, the stepping up in the pocket, looking down the field, not wanting to run first, making sure he's checking through the progressions. I loved it all. I'll tell you the one thing that's not really being harped on today or last night on Twitter that I think that I thought was obvious from the moment the game tipped off. Thank God we hired an offensive coordinator, right? <laughs> I mean, well they, said, dude, my they, friend. They looked like they were ready to go, oiled, and dude, I just think Hugh was doing too much, maybe. And that honestly, dude, that that bringing in a seasoned offensive coordinator is going to help this roster. And I noticed that, and I noticed the second thing I just said right there: the roster. There are players everywhere on this team right now. And if they don't win games this year, I still think much I mean it's preseason game number 1. You got to temper it. I still think they're closer to 4 and 12 than they are 10 and 6. Okay? I still think it's going to be closer to 4 and 12. I know Vegas is saying 7. I think they're nuts. I'm going to bet the under. As a matter of fact, I've already bet the under. I I just I, I but uh, the offensive coordinator it has me optimistic. The the roster looks better and I got to tell you as a guy who thought that they reached for Baker Mayfield cuz I thought he was going to be there later than number 1 as a guy who thought they reached for Baker I'm at least a he's already has me way more confident in him than Johnny Manziel ever had me ever had me like the eyes well, I don't even I don't even know how you could compare the two no, you can't. so when you Johnny can't. came in when the donkey came in you got hooked on him you got hooked on his selection no, 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 I, dude, I, I hated, I hated Manziel from the beginning, and I, okay. and I said, you, I always said about Manziel, you could see it in the eyes that he was panicked every minute of the day. He never knew what the play, he never knew what he was doing. Baker Mayfield, you could see it in the eyes last night. He, when he needed the play, step up in the pocket, let me find it, deliver the ball. I, I, I said this about Baker Mayfield this morning. I don't know if he's an A, B, or C NFL guy, but I do know this: Baker Mayfield is an NFL quarterback for sure. You know, and let me hit you with this: you talk about Johnny, and I won't tell you the player, but this was one of our quote-unquote, smaller wide receivers that was jettisoned off, and uh, there were two of them, so you could flip a coin on who it was, told me at one time in the locker room that they, they got into the puddle. Obviously, uh, Johnny wasn't ready for the game, actually still to be sleeping or out partying wherever he was. He called a play and just say, he said, okay, I'm Geronimo. And everybody looked at him saying, what the heck is that? And this receiver said to him, you know what, man? We don't got a Geronimo. We got sitting ball. And he goes, it's a blanket Indian. What does it matter? Jeez. Oh. That's what you had at quarterback. And guess what? Again, he's still in charge. That's what the owner and the GM, who was farmer at the time, forced on you when your team was 7-4. and four. Do I hold grudges? No, but does that still bother me? 
It certainly does. Yeah, it that he too. was forced on us by the owner and the GM, which tells me just stay out of football decisions. Luckily, we have a lot to be optimistic about right now. I think we need to right. check ourselves as fans and be realistic. But optimism is is abundant right now in Rody the uh, playoff in the Browns in the Browns Playoffs. play you know in the Browns fan base right now. One of the things that we have not talked about yet, and I'm glad you talk about Manziel. I'm glad we talk about Baker Mayfield, but I really want to talk about Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, uh, yes. Munch. What did you see out of the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns that you liked yesterday? Competency. He was competent. You know what? Danny hit it. Now, I'll tell you what I saw, guys, and I know if I get attacked, then so be it. It's at Munch Cleveland, okay? Number one, first drive, and, and I saw exactly what was broken down to me by Buffalo Media. If you remember, we had, what, uh, third and eight, third and nine. He ran and picked up five yards. I was told that he'll do that more times than up that you want to reach for a second shot of Jaeger, okay? <laughs> but then I saw him be able to deliver the ball, He's accurate, but I saw him make some passes that I was told he would not attempt. So it's just like, you know, a little pat on the back there to him from the coach of saying, hey, we know you could make this throw, get it done. But he was in charge, he ran the team, and not just competent, but confident, not yeah. hockey. Right. You know, if you want to look I at like the other it. way You're around, right. you know what, guys, no taunting penalties from an 0-16 team. You know what, I don't even want a touchdown dance. I don't want that until you beat Pittsburgh on the 9th of September. Till then, I want you to play football. But Tyrod is a leader. Guys, he's a 500 quarterback. But right now, doesn't that sound pretty damn good on a team like the Browns? Absolutely, it does. Let me tell you why. why let me tell you why the Buffalo media doesn't worry me. Telling me Tyrod Taylor on third and eight is going to pick up. Third, he's going to pick up five yards. You're still going to have to get rid of the ball. It's not a pick six. It's not. It's not an interception. But Danny, Danny. There's times he's had open guys. That's why he doesn't throw picks, because he will do that. He will run some time instead of trying to make a pass that other quarterbacks will make. I see what you're saying, but he, you know what? I'm not saying you've got to like, live dangerously, but every once in a while, QB's got to try to flip fit that ball into a tight window. The good ones can. Yeah. A good one. Like I said, he's an okay one, but perfect for the team right now. And then there's going to be times you need that first down and he doesn't get it. You're going to be going nuts. I hear so that. I see your point, but just keep an eye on that. I, I, I hear you, and I don't disagree. But if I heard this, if I heard this stat on, on the television broadcast last night correctly, it is Tyrod Taylor had less interceptions in the last three seasons combined than the Browns had last year. Wow. Oh, yes. Wow. He did. He did. Wow. And that's like, the reason why they would rather run. Sometimes you got to toss the ball. I agree that there's going to be moments, but if it's if, but if it's in the right side of the field and we end up getting the three points versus the seven, we can maybe still win games that way. On the other side of the fifty, I understand what you're saying. That's going to cause problems, and we're going to punt, and we're going to be in bad situations. I, I I do, I get that, and I would be worried about that with Tyrod Taylor just a little bit. Now let me ask you this: Now you I, know, I know it was preseason game number one, and I know it's busted coverages, and I know these guys are going to be in drive-through windows like you're talking about. But if Baker continues to play that well, if he has that much awareness, I want Baker this morning, Munch, I said this this morning to open the show, I want Baker to sit all year more now than I did before because I think he really does have it. And if I give him an entire year to really learn the position, what does Baker Mayfield look like next year? Oh, my God, I think it's really good. So I want him to sit more now than ever. But if he continues to play well, he's not going to sit all year, right? Well, you're cracking me up because you are right on. Here's the thing. You know what? It, it, it's a different, 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 um, what's the word I want? It's a different end game. Remember in Animal House, the devil and the angel on the guy's shoulders? Yes. Well, here's the thing for me. The angel's saying, let him sit, let him learn. 
the devil, the mischievous one who stands for any fantone. They're going, no, no, let him play, let him play. The ideal situation is to let him sit. However, you know when he's going to play, guys? Oh, not to break your hearts, but if we start off 0-4, 1-3, 0-5, that's when he's going to play so sooner than he should. So he's should, playing. Then he shouldn't. That's what Tim Couch, he was put in because we were getting blown out. Well, if you're getting blown out, obviously, the team's not very good. So no, he should sit as long as possible, although he's going to make that very, very difficult. Oh, you got to take a deep breath and just leave him on the sideline, guys, unless Tyrod totally implodes. Well, fingers crossed, Tyrod does not totally implode. And luckily, with the dudes who were ca- not his DNA. with the dudes who were catching the ball last night, it did not seem like it, dude. I right. think Rashard Higgins looked like a he look. Look, you know what? Think about this. And going back to the notorious, the Biggie Small comment, he got cut last year, and he said it was the worst feeling in his entire life that he will never get cut again. You don't think that motivated him? That's what he's playing like. He, he guys. He's playing hungry. He's playing for his job. Njoku, you know, Njoku so far in training camp, guys, he can't catch a cold. I saw something with him because he made now, granted, two catches he should have made. I catch those with seven fingers. But still, last year in training camp, he was dropping those balls. He's such a mismatched nightmare. And they kept getting him confident. Oh, you guys are getting all fired up now. Is there somebody I can tackle? Yeah, no, you can no. tackle everybody. Yeah, dude, go ahead, Munch. Mrs. Munch is right over there, dude. Give her a tackle. All right, Munch, I, I can't let you go without asking you this question. All right? Because we saw it all over Twitter last night. John Dorsey's actually telling the media, look, I'm calling Des Bryant. Nobody will pick up the phone. Then Des Bryant's watching the game last night, says, okay, I see you, Baker Mayfield. Okay, I'm going to start scheduling my meetings. Browns, I'm coming to see you, Mr. Dorsey. So I got a couple of things here with Des Bryant. A, a the production of Des Bryant over the last three years, not all that great. B, right, 50 yards a game as their number one. Think about that. People want him real bad. Right. But once he had 800 yards. For the you, Browns, that's great. But as your number one, 50 yards a game is nothing special. People want the name of Des Bryant. They don't want the yeah. production Des Bryant has given out the last three or years. Or the headache. And the headache that is Des Bryant. And Dak Prescott talked about it. He felt pressured to get the ball to Des. That he felt like, you know what, because he's Des Bryant, i got to target Des. And I don't know if I necessarily want to saddle Tyrod Taylor or Baker Mayfield with that. And I think, honestly, there's a locker room issue with Des. We've heard it before. And I don't know what we're looking at Des Bryant for. Much I got a number one wide receiver in Josh Gordon on a planned exit with obviously a planned return. Any other team in the league, and people are asking the question. I said this this morning. If Mike Evans wasn't on the field for Tampa Bay, the, the entire fan base is going, when am I getting Mike Evans back? So why am I crazy for wanting to know when I'm getting Josh Gordon back? Because Josh Gordon will never play for the Browns consistently throughout a whole year, Dan. Been you cannot it. trust him. That's proven again, too. When it. he said he would be with the team at training camp, and he pulled the plug on Monday. Uh, there were things that happened a week before that we'll never find out what they were because you can't count on them. However, my thoughts are, is Des being Des, all the attention, look at me, is he trolling? It's obvious, and he's watching. Is he messing with us? Is he messing with the guys? No. If he doesn't answer Dorsey's call, then stop calling him and turn your attention somewhere else. I'll tell you, you're going to have a Higgins cut from some team if Dorsey and his guys, Wolf, et cetera, Agreed. are that 
good of identifying talent, then find one of them and bring him in. But uh, right now, you know what? Yeah, I, I am not counting, counting on Josh Gordon in any way, shape, or form. No, not at all. And if I'm John Dorsey, I shut up about how I'm calling Des and Des and call me back. Right. The last thing I would ever do is go online and be like, I'm calling this girl, but she just won't call me back. You just look <laughs> desperate and miserable. And that that's the old Browns. We got the new Browns. And oh, my God, this girl won't call me back. I'm not going to prom. Oh, my God. So, I mean, it just looks like such a sissy move. Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Ohio Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350. You can find him everywhere on the free I radio app and every Friday right here 7 o'clock on the Stansbury Show. Munch, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. Enjoy your rocking us, boys. Thanks. Man, he gets me all fired jacked up, up and fired up. Fired up, baby. Dude, I could run through a wall for that dude. <laughs> I absolutely love Munch. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansbury Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. About a half hour now from sending you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Justin Timberlake going to be part of that. Fleetwood Mac, Leonard Skinner, slew of others. Send you out there, put you up in a nice hotel. Back-to-back nights of shows. Be a good time. It'll be a good time. Notifications in life are uh, very helpful. Alerts, warning signs even, are very, very helpful. Your car has this, right? Start driving down the road, oil pressure gets low, oil thing comes on, oh my God, probably should take a look at that. Check engine light comes on, all right, need to go to Wakeham, get it scanned, find out what's going on with the car. Exactly right, right? Warning signs. Those are very, very helpful. Don't ignore it. Yeah, (laughs) It's lit up for a reason, guys. Hey, pay attention to this, and your body has this. And guys, your penis is your body's warning light. Okay, check engine there. Stuff that's going on with your penis can make you aware of maybe some other problems that are going on with you physically. It's amazing how that works. So you think it's just your personal playground. It's not. You know what I mean? It's for other stuff. It's for other things. Okay. Okay? And it can alert you of other problems. Like erectile dysfunction, right? That's obviously when men cannot sustain or uh, or, or to, to, to either gain or sustain an erection, right? Long enough to have intercourse or when they physically, you know, can't, you know, manage it at all, okay? But what this really is showing you is that you have circulation problems and that maybe you might have diabetes problems or a overall lack of, you know, testosterone. So this is the effect, but the causes may be this. This is your body telling you, "Hey, there's other stuff going on with me. Take me to a doctor, figure me out." That's what this is. Yeah, and I mean, like, if we're talking about, you know, you losing your erection. Now, if you're 65 and you can't, I guess that's one thing. But, dude, if you're a young person and you can't get an erection, there probably is. I mean, you you have to go talk to somebody about this. Now, is it in your head and you need to talk to somebody? Or is it in your body and you need to talk to somebody? Either way, you need a doctor. Head doctor or physical doctor. Right. One of the two. You need need to go talk to someone there. Dude, somebody with a white coat telling you what's going on. Right. Spots on your penis. Now, they say sometimes those are harmless specs. Uh, but it could also just be, or they say it could just be environmental irritants. But if you experience pain with the spots on them, it's a result of an STI, like general herpes or syphilis. So, it could also be a reaction to prescription meds. I didn't know that. So spots, I mean, are they talking sores? Because this sore- com- common harmless specks on your penis or scrotum could just be a result of environmental irritants. But if you also experience pain with them. Then an STI, like genital herpes or syphilis, or it could be a reaction to prescription meds. Um, if the pain lasts more than two weeks, they say see a doctor. Jesus Christ. If, my, uh, if that region of my body hurts 
three days, I'm on a doctor. Bruh, if you got a polka dot penis down there, Not yes, good. go see a freaking doctor, man. They say what? if you have lumps and bumps along the shaft of your penis... <laughs> It could signify genital warts. That's not signifying genital warts. That is genital genital warts. Or warts, sorry. Or HPV, obviously. While extremely common, HPV is spread via skin-to-skin contact, mainly during sexual intercourse. Like, isn't HPV, is that, that's the one that, like, 90% of people have, but yeah. most people don't show symptoms of, right? Yeah, if you if you are a sexually active, you have at one point or another promiscuous adult in your life, then, yeah, you probably have one form of HPV or another. Or another, right. There's a multiple, like, you know, strains and, you know, versions there. Uh, now, this one should not be all that hard to figure out. If you have penile discharge, go see a doctor. They say, um, it, it, it's, this can happen when the tube between the bladder and the end of the penis is inflamed. Jeez. Some men may experience a burning pain or intense urge to pee. Most guys don't feel any symptoms. The most common cause of this is uh, gonorrhea, um, which is not good. You don't want that. They say it's most common among younger men, though, the penile discharge. I guess I won't have to worry about that. The itching of the penis, they say here. If you're really itchy, there are several things to look out for. I would start with a shower, but let's see what else they got here. Common symptoms. Um, it's yeah, because of a fungal infection, such as a thrush, or uh, which is essentially a yeast infection for a man. They say here. Yeah, I, and you say take a shower, and I think a part of the problem is what a lot of guys find themselves in here. I want to guess not drying off enough. That's the problem. Yeah. It's not that you're not clean. It's that when you get out, you've got all that water accumulated behind your pubic I'm hair. Go the drawers trapping in. Yep. Now you got a swampland. Yeah, and there. now it's just heavy moisture down there, Oof. and then throughout the day you're sweating down there. Um, I know you do the gold bond, dude. I've got this uh, this spray now, dude. I mean, honestly, it, it, it's worth it on a on a regular basis. Just spray that boy off, dude. dude I couldn't play golf in the afternoon without gold bond. I love that stuff, dude. I will endorse that stuff all day long. I mean, and I'm not saying like grab your wife's hair dryer and like really let it fly down there, but I, like dude, I, I thought you were gonna stop at hair and I was like, Jesus, <laughs> no, where are we going? No, 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 no. Like get that get the you know, but like honestly, like get like Pick your penis up, pick your testicles up, and dry underneath of that. Don't just be like, eh, yeah, kind of rub down there with the towel, and now it's all good. That's why you're getting the yeast infection down there. Look out for curves. They say if, you're, if, you're, if your erection has always had a bend to it, that's fine. But if it starts to increase any what you know any way whatsoever, that call the doctor immediately. Now, all these other dong problems I feel like I know about. But you brought this up. It had to be two or three years ago. You went to a Browns game, I think it was, and at the urinal. They had a bottle, a picture of a bottle of ketchup. And like it was leaning over, and it was like, if your penis is leaning, call this number. I knew, I knew your penis couldn't work. I knew that like green stuff could come out of it. I knew there could be like bumps on it, but I didn't know curvature of penis was a sign of an issue. I always thought like, well, some some penises curve and some don't. But yeah, that's what I thought too. But no, but no you got to call no, this number. No, okay, no, 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 no. okay, all right. Another problem with the penis that's alerting you to other things: the skin of the head of it. If it starts to feel really tight, like a shirt that shrank in the wash, they say, and if you see some whitish spots in that same area, whether you feel any pain or not, you could be dealing with something called, and I hope I'm saying this right, lichen sclerosis, I believe is how they're going to say this, a skin condition that may be caused by a hormone or immune system imbalance. You should especially be worried if you're uncircumcised or feel like you have to push while you pee. He adds, if you leave this untreated, lichen sclerosis could lead to a total blockage of your urinary tract, Ugh. which will land you in the ER. Ugh. Yeah, see, dude, this is why you got to be not so embarrassed about what may be going on with your penis early, because if you wait, then you're going to be way more embarrassed about what ends up happening with it late in life or and, later down the road. And I understand that, like, 
you don't necessarily want to tell like people about it, but like you have a doctor that's been seeing you for years. I assume he's seen your dong before. Well, a doctor's heard it all too, right? right? Like, what's a doctor not heard? Right. They say patch problems is the number one. If you notice a reddish, velvety swath of skin on the shaft of your penis, just below. Um, well, that I guess you know, you know the part I'm talking about. It could just be a little bit of shaved skin, they say, um, and they say you're probably right. But if the patch isn't isn't painful or sensitive, and if you haven't had sex recently, which would normally cause that kind of chafing, the red patch could be a sign of penile cancer. Oof. So I guess, dude, like they're saying, if it's dry skin, that will hurt because it's chafed. But if it did, but if it looks like that and it doesn't hurt, that that's penile cancer, maybe. And that ties back into HPV, which we talked about earlier. Um, uh, one of the symptoms, or not one of the symptoms, one of the strains of HPV directly tied to penile cancer, and that's why the vaccine is so popular now. That's why so many parents are deciding like, hey, I don't want my daughter having ovary cancer and I don't want my son having penis cancer. Yeah. So like you get you go get that vaccine. Yeah, no, absolutely I would too there. I would hate penile cancer, dude. Well, of like, course. I, I gotta tell you, I mean no cancer's good, right? But like if dude, I could just imagine myself there I am Sitting on the doctor's table, he's smacking my knee with that thing that looks like an old stone. You know what I mean? and like I'm, I'm there goes out my leg. I'm kicking. Next thing I know, he tells me I got penile cancer, and I just, dude, I know from me. the knee thing. Just from the just, knee, yeah, from, from the knee. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. From, as soon as my leg extends, it's penile cancer. I was just trying to paint the picture. I was giving them the Norman Rockwell. Here's what it looks like sitting at the doctor's table. But honestly. I know as soon as he tells me, do you got penile cancer? I know the only thing I think is I knew this thing was cursed my whole entire <laughs> life. I knew it. I knew it. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9, 8 o'clock. We're sending you out to Las Vegas. 8 o'clock is actually a big hour. Millennials, 845. We're going to find out the next business everybody's saying you're ruining. Good, dude. I'm Good. getting your back. Good. I want to destroy them all. I no. I'm 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 getting their back. I, I don't think you're actually destroying this one. I think this is people panicking. So 8:45, we'll find that out. 8:30. It turns out I've been wrong about something, or at least this new piece of information I saw last night has me thinking. Oh God, maybe I was wrong on that. And it's all about the NBA. So at 8:30, we'll give you that. Now. Every time I talk about the president, like I feel like I have to tight cheek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I got like like I'm running to the bathroom to make it. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's how I feel because no matter what you say, somebody's mad at you for it. He's the most polarizing president we've ever had in our entire lives. Okay, now we did just have a poll that was done the other day that came out and had Barack Obama listed as the worst president in history. The media remained pretty quiet about that. The media kind of like. Shut up about that one. Now, it did say in there that presidential historians said exactly what I'm always saying about presidents, which is it takes 20 years after they leave office to decide whether or not they were any good or not, because that's how long it takes to see the long standing effect of policies enacted or then removed. Either one. It takes a while to see the long term effects of these things. Can't judge it in the moment. Okay, so who knows what Trump will end up looking like when history tells the story? Who knows? I don't know. But he is behind something I do like. And that everybody else seems to like laugh at and think is really, really dumb. And I think we need it. 
And I think if if anybody's going to do it, I want us to be the ones doing it. And this is the Space Force. I guess they want to, they're asking people to vote on the logos. And like, the, you know what I mean? And, and like the picturing of, uh, of, of uh, the Space Force logo. But I think I want a Space Force. And I'm not even like, oh, Space Force, I kind of want one, Team America. No, but like, guys, if you don't think of war, or if you don't think, if, if, if you don't think things are going to be fought out there at some point, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. It's the next frontier. And, dude, no matter where the human goes, the fighting goes. It, it, it's already kind of a frontier already. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily going to turn into, like, space marines in astronaut suits, like, shooting laser pistols at each other through, like, space. But if you don't think that, like, satellites and GPS and Internet capabilities are very much at play here, like, the things, the things that, like, Americans take for granted and just could not live without. Can you imagine if if if, if Russia or China or whoever, dude, whatever, I don't know, if ISIS there will make it so that so that we don't have to get into anything? What happened to them? Can, can, can you imagine if, if, if capabilities of... Your phone, or just your phone. I'm not even saying like the like like the economic industry like falls apart. I'm not even saying like they 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 like they, they poison the well. Right, you can't text. You can't use your phone. You can't check Facebook, dude. America losing its friggin' mind, losing its mind, dude. I mean, I, I, I just just losing it. So, dude, that's don't, don't don't dude. It's Friday morning. Don't terrify me. You, dude, you mean I'm gonna have to talk to other people? Right. No, nah, I don't like it. Right. I don't like it. I don't like it. So, but I kind of like the Space Force. Why is everybody making him sound like he's an idiot for this? Now, again, this is a lot like what I said about Antonio Calloway this morning, right? Which is, I told young people, look at the story of Antonio Calloway. People buried that kid when this story came out the other night because, you know what I mean, because of everything he had done in his life leading up to that. You are judged, when Ish goes down, you are judged by who you have always been. So I think that that's part of the reason. where, Dude, some of the stuff Donald Trump has said and done has not been great. And so now when he is going to do something that we probably do need, people then want to laugh it off. I, I, or is it the name Space Force just sounds funny? Yes, a little bit of that, but it's like Air Force is a thing, and like, what else would we it's call space, it? space, though. But like, but like, Space Force makes sense. I mean, I get it that it's like, haha, it's space, and it sounds fu- futuristic, but it's 2018, and we have supercomputers in our goddamn pockets, so like, it, it's not like that, it, yes, there is a little bit of like, haha, Space Force, but at the same time, like, what, what else are you going to call it? I didn't love the, hey, help us decide on what the logo is. I felt like that was kind of like, I don't know, American Idol-ish to me. You know what I mean? Like, that was a little bit like, eh, but that's not like... That's, that's like, to be expected in this era. That's not me being like, oh, dude, it's a terrible idea. Yeah, just when I saw that yesterday, I was like, eh, I don't know if I love uh, that. Yeah, I, I yes, I, I, I take your point, but that's today. That's, I mean, make make people feel like they're involved. The thing that that uh, my thoughts on this yesterday is, as as Vice President Pence was talking about this, um, I don't have a problem with the idea of like we need to make sure that our our space capabilities are ahead of everyone else's. I have zero problem with that, but like. The Air Force already kind of has this taken care of. And, like, instead of creating a sixth, you know, arm of, of the armed services, which is ju- is going to create more and more bureaucracy, more and more headache, more and more red, red tape to cut through, why don't we just increase the, the, oh. the, the, the scope of what the Air Force does? Oh, okay. I, I, I had misunderstood this then. I just, okay, not that even I misunderstood it. I just assumed 
that that's what we would do. No, it's like a whole new, it's, it's a whole new branch. And oh, like, I didn't know that. And to me, like, like I said, I have zero problem with like, hey, we need to be looking beyond today. Today, we need to be looking bigger. I'm all for I, it. I, I get that. I just don't necessarily agree that it's like, yo, we need a brand new arm of everything to make this I happen. also think it's because it's this president and it's Space Force, so you can kind of link the two yeah. things together and they seem silly. I think Barack Obama, had he said Space Force, would have been totally fine and people would have been like, oh my God, we totally need that. And I also think that there, like that poll that came out that said Barack Obama was the worst president in history, I, I, I think you got to look at maybe who they asked. I don't think he will go down as the worst president in history. I don't think he will go down as revered as this current media would like to tell you Barack Obama should be. But I don't think he's going to go down as the worst president in history because I don't think he's anywhere near close to that. Um, I think in the end, history will judge Barack Obama kindly in the end is what I, is what I believe. Um, but again, I think it takes forever after these guys leave office, women too at some point, let's hope, um, after they leave office until you can really figure out what's going on. But I'm not going to just laugh at Donald Trump because he's Donald Trump over his Space Force. And absolutely, warfare will be conducted out there at some point. And dude, I want us to be the best in the world at it the way we're told we're the best in the world at everything else. Your shot at Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival is next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. About to send you out to Las Vegas here momentarily for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That'd be nice. Yeah, it would be, dude. Fantone's never been to Vegas. I know. It's a that's shame. That's crazy. It is. It's ridiculous, dude. Honestly, that's one of those things I've kind of laid down on the job on that one. I have. I'd have to agree. I would have to agree. I'm I'm a little self conscious right now. What's the matter, buddy? I um so I'm wearing a Cleveland Brown shirt. Yeah, and uh, I posted a photo of it before I left my house this morning. Okay, and I said I feel like the shirt choice is easy today. You know what I mean? Got the Browns playing last night. They win. Love to be excited about. Yeah. Happy wearing wearing some Browns gear today. Feeling feeling good. Feeling proud. Okay. Okay. Now I did this thing that people should not do. What was that? Which I posted the photo. Before scanning the entire photo to see what might be in the background of it before posting it. What happened? So this is at Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. No, no, no. Nothing illegal is in the background. Okay. I did, I did. I, I zoomed in with the camera early enough. But you can apparently you can see a little bit of my feet in the photo. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with them. But a, a one listener... Is drawing attention. She's like, I don't mean to nitpick. She's like, but your feet look freakishly small in this photo. And yeah, okay, I don't think they look freakishly small. And so I just, I sent her, I sent her back. You know, a thing. I said, well, you know, I wear an eleven and a half shoe. That's what I'm wearing right now. I don't feel like that's. And I knew what the implication was, right? Small feet, right? I knew. Right. The, so I said, I was like, you know, I got a decent glove size too. Yeah, you know I mean, just you know, right. trying to try, try just to, big hands. Just, just reiterate, very big hands. Over reiterate, here. okay. I got Josh Gordon hands, okay. Right? And uh, she tries to tell me that eleven and a half shoe size isn't that big. She goes, "That's not that big." I don't know. It's pretty big. It's a pretty decent shoe size, right? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, like it's proportionate to your body size. Well, which... then she has, she goes, "What are you five nine? It's like, "No, I'm six one." I think this woman has no no perspective on how men's sizing works. I think there. she's a size queen. Yeah, dude, that's what I, I think it is. I, 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 like you're six one, you know. Yeah, so that's. Runner. I mean, dude, anything over six foot is tall. I mean, it's not like oh my god, look at that freak over there, like it is with me. But it's tall. Like I would, 
most people would consider me to be a tall person. Yeah. I do. I'm like I'm extremely tall, and I consider you to be a tall yeah, person. Yeah, I'm a tall person. So like, oh, oh, like, and don't don't let her tell you that your eleven and a half isn't big enough, dude. It's eleven and a goddamn half. Well, dude, let me tell you what I'm worried about. What are you worried about? You know what I finally watched the other day? I, I don't know. What did you watch? The Andre the Giant documentary. Ah, uh, okay. And Ric Flair goes. He wears a twenty four. He wears a size twenty four ring. That's all I'm gonna say. Talking about Andre the Giant. Meaning, right? dude, the boy had the. You know what I mean? Well, of course, dude. I mean, here's the thing. And I know a lot of people are gonna be like, but like, if you're a larger size person it's pretty logical to think that like so your body is saying okay legs we're gonna be really big arms we're gonna be really big head we're gonna be really big and penis it just forgot to tell him that well here's the thing okay but that doesn't i've heard that doesn't work in reverse though because dude midgets will tell you is that the right word i don't know 2018 is it little people jesus i don't know am i like mid i don't know dwarfs fine whatever i don't don't know what the right thing is okay whatever the thing you put in a cannon and shoot okay all right but from what i've been told about that is that that's uh that you can have uh well dude like you could be four foot nine with like a forest log in the pants well sure you could i mean i don't think that that's you know that's necessarily par for the course though like, I think it's a safe... Somebody give me... Dude, I want a row of midgets in here. I want to now, find this out. Now, am I, am I saying that, like, boy, if you're under six foot, you gotta have the smallest dong in the world? No. no of course not. But, like, it's it's a safe assumption that, like... She had me self-conscious about No, buddy. Do not worry about no, that. Like do not worry about her. Your size like 11 and a half is dude, fine. Dude, I got, dude, yeah, dude, dude, it got so far, I had to, fine. like, send her a picture of the shoes. Fine. Don't She's worry like, about that. like, those aren't your shoes? I'm all worried about it. I'm all worried about it. <laughs> do not worry about that. I'll tell you another thing I'm worried about is Des Bryant. Okay. All right, so I saw this last night. That people were upset that we started Antonio Callaway last night. Same old Browns. Look, look, the kid's in trouble and you're still going to put him on the field. Well, as more and more information is coming out, I guess now the cops say they believe his story. John Dorsey says, look, we're disappointed. We're probably not going to punish him. We're disappointed in what happened, but we believe his side of the story. We believe he didn't smoke. And for those of you that don't know, he was pulled over 3 a.m. The cops found a little bit of weed underneath the front seat of the car, I believe. And there was like a piece of a a weapon there and some other things. I don't have the entire story pulled up in front of me. There's going to be some other details I'm lacking right now. I apologize on that. Um, But essentially, the Browns are saying, look, it's not great, but we believe him. His friends had the car before him. They shipped it up here. They're buying his side of the story. So people were making the point, like, look, the Browns are desperate, and that's why they played Antonio Callaway. And again, I'm going to keep harping on this until I, until I, the, I have a reason not to harp on it. Yeah, the Browns are desperate to play Antonio Callaway because your number one wide receiver is MIA. And even though you have been told this snow job about how the Browns knew all along Josh Gordon was going to leave, no, they didn't. They wouldn't have waited to tell you that long so there was panic. They would have told you in the beginning. And planned exits. Plans have do plans have both things, beginning and the ends. That's the plan. Here's our plan. We're gonna start this and it ends by this. Plans don't plans aren't open-ended. That's why Antonio Callaway had to be on the field. That's why John Dorsey's out there telling you, well, I'm calling Des Bryant, but he's not picking up the phone. Like like honestly, like a like like a desperate man trying to get laid. I think the thing with Antonio Callaway, like, do I think there is plausible deniability in there? Sure. Um, 
I don't give him the benefit of the doubt. You, no. you've, you've. I think it's a little foolish for the Browns who have recently been burned by essentially the same the situation. Same thing. So that's why I think it's kind of foolish of them to be like, "Hey, yeah, we're going to start you even though." Now, if you wanted to say, "Hey, we're not going to play you until this gets resolved," I get that. But, but if if you're starting him week one of the preseason, you obviously are using him as like, "Hey, this is a part of our plan this season." Now they it might, has to be. but they might they might not feel like, "Hey, that we're we're going to punish." him but the NFL's still going to right oh I don't know I don't know I I, I well I don't know although dude there you were caught, caught in a car yeah. with an illegal substance yeah you kind of have to <laughs> like, yeah you, the Browns may not yeah you're right he was caught with an illegal substance you have to after failing a drug test previously so like I, I get it I get it your boy shipped the car up and you oh, know you left weed in there and I didn't know but that to me sounds like my high schooler's excuse oh my friend must have dropped right. it in there that's not and would I buy that from my high schooler hell no I wouldn't buy well, that from my high school or why am I buying it from him? What did I say the other day, too? That if your friend dropped weed underneath the seat of the car and it's not in a bag, you're going to be able to smell it. Yeah. NFL weed? Like, come on, yeah. bro. Like, dude, yeah. Fantel will tell you, you buy a good bag of weed, you can smell it through the bag. Yeah. So if there's just nugs rolling around on the floorboard of the car, you're going to know. You're going to know. And I told young people this earlier. This is why you got to act right every single day of your life. Because when an unfortunate circumstance does happen, you will be judged by who you were every day leading up to that event, not what happened that night. Nobody's going to give you the best. Dude, you can't be the boy who cried wolf. You got to act right every single day, and that's how you will be judged when things go down. But then, because if your track record's good, people are going to be like, dude, are you kidding me? This kid's a straight A student, got all this stuff. I, I kind of believe the story. We've, he's given us never a reason to believe anything else. But Antonio Galloway's been nothing but a headache for people before, so of course people are going to be like, yeah, dude, he did it. I talked about it earlier. I think everyone involved in the wide receiver core last night had a pretty decent, you know, run last night, including Antonio Callaway. Um, they are still going to need to bring in that true number one. And I know people See, are going to be like, right. Landry, Landry. So and let like, me stop right here because this guy asked me this. Don says, you were still calling Gordon number one over Landry. Yes, because that's how football is played. You want your number one wide receiver out wide receiver. Jarvis Landry is a slot receiver. The, what make do what's going to make Jarvis Landry a really really dangerous weapon is if you don't know the ball is going to Jarvis Landry, right. which is what makes Josh Gordon so important. You can double team or even triple Jarvis alone if you don't have anything else. And if Callaway's going to be suspended for four games, I'm just guessing. And the hypothetical Des Bryant is diminishing on his return of investment there. Last three years, his production's been minimal. So, right. So that is essentially why, you know, you you need Josh Gordon or somebody of, right. of that caliber back in that position there. Um, I know you are 100% Josh Gordon not playing this year. I, I don't want to say 100%, okay. but I, I am leaning towards there are there is more fire to the smoke that's surrounding Josh Gordon than what I'm being told. I don't buy the Hugh Jackson. Josh Gordon just texted me on Hard Knocks. We didn't see the phone screen, bro. I have no idea that's true. The fact that nothing official has came out yet leads me to believe week one he's going to be there. I really do think that. I understand that. I do understand that thought process. <laughs> My thing is, is if we thought he was going to be there week one, the Browns are starting to give you more information about what's happening. And here's when we can expect Josh to come back. And don't get me wrong. I know it's 2018 and like, well, everyone's got to worry about each other's mental health. And like, you know, there's okay. There's a point in like, just because you're a football player, I was Brian Dawkins that talked about it in his Hall of Fame speech. Doesn't mean you're not going to be negatively impacted by things. 
Maybe when more does, so. But when does but when does the team, when do the guys in the locker room, when does when does resentment creep into this? It's already happened. I mean why do you think Jarvis Landry is out there courting Des Bryant as hard as he is? Like why the, why do you think Jarvis Landry's out there courting Odell Beckham Jr. as hard as he is? But meanwhile, this is what everybody says to me. Oh yeah, Odell's probably gonna come here. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, we're gonna get mm-hmm. Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. Well, then you then if that's what you think is going to happen, that they are going to sign Odell Beckham Jr., then you don't think Josh Gordon's going to play either because you're not going to pay him both. You're not going to have them both. So you don't think Josh Gordon's coming back either. So why am I crazy then for saying it out loud? Why am I the crazy one for putting voice to your thought? If you thought Josh Gordon was coming back, you would ne- you wouldn't even want Des Bryant. That would be that's the truth of it. If you really in your heart of hearts thought you were going to have Josh Gordon, you wouldn't even want Des Bryant. But you're going to need a stud wide receiver out there in the end to free Jarvis up. He's a slot receiver. Well, if you had... Slot receivers very rarely are your number one wide receiver. And people are going to go, New England. I know. But we know Tom Brady's a different animal. If you got got Gordon, Landry, and Bryant out there... Receive land. Uh, you know what I I'm like saying? It. Like, so I, I think there is a little bit of that. Where I, Dude, I want Des Bryant to come here because I would like a third option there of like... Can you afford it? I don't know what the math of it I is. I think the Browns have a lot of money still. Is that right? I believe okay. they still do. So. Well, then if you can afford it, then I'm for it. But if, here's, but I'll also say this, that if you get a healthy Josh Gordon back and he's there all year, I don't think you need Des Bryant. I really don't. Yeah, you can find somebody else to fill that third I, role I, yeah, I don't think, considerably more I don't money. think you need that. And, I, this is what, and this is what I said to Munch earlier. I think the fans, you want the name of Des Bryant, not the player Des Bryant has been recently. I think you Fair. like the idea of the marquee name, but if you get the Des Bryant that was on the field last year or the year before, I think you're going to be like, oh, I'm not sure we had to do this. I understand, but you. But the reason why you want a marquee name is because in your heart of hearts, deep down in that gut, everything I've been telling you for the last three weeks, you know is true. There is more fire to that smoke. The planned exit. <laughs> oh my God! I've heard some. I've heard some BS stories in my life. That's right there at the top. When you're way out to Vegas, right now. Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now, 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Have another trip out to Las Vegas. That will happen at 9 o'clock. Albert Wooden uh, just wrote in. He's like, yo, dude, I'm on my way to North Carolina. I got the iHeartRadio cranking up. Listen to you. Thanks again for yesterday. Yeah, he uh, he set me up with some bets yesterday from Safe 22. Went out and played a little golf at the core. He was awesome. As a matter of fact, my buddy uh, Greg I played with yesterday is sending me a video of me uh, chipping on the 17th hole, getting it really close and tight in there. It's Greg 73, dude. Yeah. Get it right. Greg, dude, Greg shot a 73 at the quarry yesterday. <sighs> That's something. Dude, that dude could play. Like, he, like it was obvious, like, two holes in. It's like, oh, okay, you're easily the best golfer here. He was damn good. Made me want to run him over with the cart. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, I'm going to assume, and I do not know this to be fact, but I'm going to assume you've probably put more hours in this summer than him, right? I assume he's, Greg's got like a life and things to take care of, and Stansberry doesn't. Like, he says no. He he's says, out there all he's, the time. He's like, dude, he's like, I play all the time. Dude grinds on it then. I told him at the 18th hole, I was like, dude, if you shot your wife, you'd probably be pretty good at this. <laughs> and he laughed. I was like, dude, you could just divorce her maybe. <laughs> you know, I said, but no, that's just it. Like, dude, he's got for real game that I think if he really put his time, I don't know how old he is, but I mean, you can make this, you can make the Champions Tour 50, make the Senior Tour 50. There you go. Greg I don't know how old he is. He was damn good. Uh, the president's unhappy. Okie dokie. Preseason, uh, you know, officially underway again last night and uh, he says here, just this, well, about 10 minutes ago. The NFL players are at it again, taking a knee when they should be standing proudly for the national anthem. Numerous players from different teams wanted to show their outrage, he puts in quotations, 
at something that most of them are unable to define. They make a fortune doing what they love. All right, let's address a few things here. I want the NFL players to stand, okay? But I don't think it's them that are having a hard time defining what it is they're outraged at. I think the media is having a hard time staying on message of what they are outraged about. And the media is making this a national anthem story where I think the players have been screaming, stop saying that, address this. And this is what my problem with this has been from the beginning is this is what I said America would do, that we would we would watch this unfold. And instead of focusing on the issue, we will fight on the side issue. And that's and I predicted it. And sure enough, three seasons into this. Here we still are. There's responsibility in three different places here. First okay. first and foremost, the players do they should have done a better job of okay, we're doing this. What do we do next? And I feel like that's where some of this got lost. Is that like, okay, okay well, we're all now all doing this. Okay, well now you guys have our attention. Now you guys have voices. Now you guys are are are, are you know national spotlights on you. There hasn't been a next movement where one of the things, and whether you agree or disagree with it, I think Me Too did good, was call to action. Where it was like, okay, we've been sexually harassed, we've had these issues, blah, blah, blah. That turned into jobs. That turned into, it, into action. It came off more organized. That came. That turned into action. The second place, you're right, the media does have some responsibility in this because For sure they there, there, there's, there's always going to be they're, that level. They're blindfully turning their eye to what the issue, and knowingly doing it. And they're knowingly, and they're, because they want us by because that's what drives their rating. And on the third level is the audience has some responsibility in this. How so? In that in that I think we've all just made up our minds of what we think about this and haven't listened to anyone outside of our echo chambers. Okay, that's fair. And I'm saying across the board here, I'm not just okay. saying, oh, do these conservatives. And I'm saying everyone involved here has just very much put their head in the sand or like the blinders on and like, well, pff, this, is, this, is, this is what I think of it. And I listen to nothing else. I can't argue that. I, I cannot argue that. I think you're right about that. Um, but again, I think that that was part of my point at the onset of this is that I felt like that was to be predicted and that in that. But again, people are going to say to me, was that a reason not to do stuff? And, and maybe maybe it's not. Now, I was completely dead wrong. And when I tell you when I'm right all the time, I got to tell you when I was dead wrong. And I just said this just yesterday on this program that I thought when Jim Brown came out and said he would never do it, that NFL players are going to be like, OK, dude, the man has spoken. I'm not doing this. And that ended up not being true. We saw a couple of guys not come out of the tunnel the other night. We saw a couple of raised fists last night. There was some kneeling. Now, here's the other one that we saw. Fantone actually saw this this morning. And this is where the media kind of bums me out. They showed a picture of the Giants kneeling in the end zone beforehand. And it said, Giants kneel. It's like, no, dude, guys are praying in the end zone before a game. That's been going on in NFL football games for 30 years. You cannot conflate these two things. And it was before the national anthem there. Yeah, it was before the game. Yeah, it was you, before all that. Do you view the three things that did happen, though? I think there was two dudes from the from the Dolphins who kneeled. I think there was uh, two dudes from the Dolphins who had their fist up, and then there was guys who didn't come out. Yeah, do Jacksonville you, guys not come out. Do you view all three of those the same? Are they all just as bad as kneeling? Cause, cause all right, there's a couple of different ways to answer this. So let me tell you, as far as the television product goes, they're all the same thing. Because it's all... Uh, that doesn't look good. Even not coming out? Because yeah. you, don't know, you don't notice whether it's 52 or 48 guys out there, right? Until Al Michaels tells me. But did the, you see what I'm saying? Well, but we do know now. 
in, and so the, my my thing is is that it becomes all the same thing because you're affecting the television product. Are are they the same thing? No, Fantone. The the answer to your question ultimately is no. But they affect the television product the same way, so they kind of have to be. Um, Howie Long said Jake Long, Chris Chris Long, one of, one of the one of the two. one of the Dolphins. He um he put his hand on one of the guys who had his fist up shoulder, and people were like, "Oh, dude, it's just as bad." And I'm like, I, uh, "I'm sorry, I understand. Uh, I'm not going that far. I understand the optics of kneeling during the national anthem and how people come to the conclusion that that feels disrespectful. I don't think putting your hand on your on your your your, your teammate's shoulder is that same thing. No, I, I I would agree with that. I don't think that's the same thing at all. But again, as I spent the day yesterday hanging out with three guys who have served this country, and again, 22 veterans a day take their lives, and I know it's not what, what's happening the pro- are not supposed to be about the national anthem, but I told you when this started that the country will view this, that we view, this country views the flag and the national anthem to be an extension of the military. You cannot, you cannot reasonably expect the American populace to separate those two things. They're not going to do it. And I said that this would be misconstrued when it started, and sure enough, here we are. And given the fact that that is the reality of what soldiers go through and what they what happens when they get home, I'm sorry. My mentality is always going to be, I'm going to stand up, I'm going to show appreciation, and that I would wish for my athletes to do the same too. Now I understand. A Marine is the one who told Colin Kaepernick to kneel. That's fine. But you can't show me one Marine I can show you 50 who I talk to weekly who tell me that is uh, that's offensive. Yeah. So everybody's got their opinion. I, I don't think this has to be a numbers game of like, well, these these 10 Marines are more valid than this. No, it's not going to stack it, like it, that. It, it, does, it doesn't need to doesn't either. It doesn't work like that. Um, I, really, what this is to me, um, it's just so clear of like on both ends of, of the NFL here, both from the owners, the powers that be, Roger Goodell and all them, and the players. You botched it's like, it. Guys, you had an entire offseason. Two had, of them. Right. Like at this point, dude, we are just running into years of this. And if we want forward momentum, obviously where we stand on this right now is not moving forward. We're kind of stuck in purgatory here with this debate. And it's like, if you guys want to move this forward, fine. Because truth be told, dude, do I think there's issues within within the, within the country that need drawn attention to? Yes. 100% I do. You can't deny that. But, but, but okay, so now you've done this. What is our next step? Where well, are we going next with this? TJ Hushmanzada said this the other day on FS1. He said, if the whole point of this was awareness, we're all aware now. Now what? Right? Now, it, 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 now, now what? what? So I want to address this because a lot of people have this, have this as their feeling. Okay? And so I want to be fair to the entire conversation. I want to represent all viewpoints of said conversation. I want to make sure we're, being, we're examining everything. But I, this was tweeted into me. Show me the players that protested during the summer. These guys are only protesting during TV time to take a two-minute kneel before the national anthem. Stand during it. It wouldn't be an issue. And, again, I don't want to over-critique your tweet, but there's really nothing to protest during the summer. That, they're, that, 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 that they are viewing this. They're, they're showing you that there's, there's a reason why we're choosing this moment is because we're trying to make you aware of it. Now, I have said the only reason that they're doing it during the national anthem is because they know people were going to get upset and they want to look and go, those are the ones that are racist. And I'm sorry, I don't view myself as a racist person. Now, I'm not upset about the anthem protesting, but I don't I wouldn't prefer it. Um. And obviously, you're going to try to make the most noise when you have the biggest stage, right? I mean, that makes sense to me. And your stage 
and now you can debate on, well, is it their stage? Is it the NFL stage? If the NFL... It is not their stage. If the NFL is allowing them to do this, and by this point, I know there was the, the rule change that happened, and then there was the appeal that came from the NFL Players Union and all that. Why are we still like, in limbo in this? Uh, uh, the dude, that, pads are on shoulders. Guys, get your act together. You're the biggest sport league in the world. I cannot believe that you can bumble this this bad. I would agree that they chose the national anthem because they knew they were going to make people angry, but also they they th- there's enough cover under this is when you were going to pay attention to it. And, and, and when black glove fists were initially raised, they waited until they were on the podium for a reason. Okay. For a reason. Can I say this, and I hope this doesn't get me in trouble. I don't know if you should. <laughs> the kneeling comes off less militant than the fist, right? The fist feels angry. Where the, where the kneeling... Now, maybe I'm reading this, okay? Maybe I'm reading this, and this maybe it's my white privilege. I don't know. I, again, I'm, we're examining stuff in here. I don't know. But the, the raised fist feels angst to me, where the kneeling does feel, pay attention to me. Am I crazy? No, I, I guess not necessarily. I mean, a fist obviously. No, a fist obviously is a, a sign of aggression, well, as opposed to a knee is like, hey, I'm kneeling here. Am like, I right about this? Isn't this also? It came out of the Black Panther movement, did it not? I, I, I do I have that right? But I remember when Howard. Remember when Howard had that black fist? I was like, Howard, what are you doing? It looks militant, and so the, it it just that to me comes off like you're. Tr- it, it, it does. It comes off angry where kneeling feels like, pay attention to me. Should there be like a national standard of like, here's what you do during the national anthem? You must stand with your hand on your heart. A little anti-American, a little right? anti-American to me. A little so anti-American. It's like, I, 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 listen, I, I agree 100% with you, dude. Would I ever, ever, ever kneel during the national no. anthem? Not show respect? No, of course not. But I don't expect my life, my perspective, my views to work for everyone. To be blind, to be broadly applied. Nor, nor do I expect everyone to try to live up to my standard because I'm not going to try to live up to your standard. And you don't know, do it all the time. Right? So, I mean, that's the thing about my, I have a high standard, but I don't live up to it all every day. Right. So like, I, at the end of the day, dude, this is, this is too long, too far and just still, it just feels like we're spinning tires on this, and 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 we got it. We got to get some sort of movement here. See, this is interesting. This is this just goes to show you how many different views that this there really are. Joe tweets this in. It says, "I'm perfect. This guy served his country. I'm perfectly fine with the race fist, but Neeler should get punched in the face." It's like so, dude. So, so it's not necessarily action of hey, you. There's an issue here. He's not doesn't have a problem with that. It's kneeling. It's kneeling feels disrespectful. It's see it again. It's just you get 50 different people in here. We're gonna get 50 different opinions on what should go down. It's very interesting how that works. As a television product, it all does the same thing though, where it feels like it brings the tone of the television. The, the, the product's supposed to be fun, and it feels like oh, dude, don't bring real world into this. I want to have fun before the before the Hall of Fame game kicked off. It should have been, guys, here's what we're going to do when we're out there, and here's what we're going to do to address the issues that you have. We accept you have those, and and, and we should be doing something about it, but... I've taken more than one message about this, and you guys may be right. I don't know, but what I would like Fantone and I do to do during the commercial break is to look up whether or not you are right. Because more than one people, more than one person, sorry, are telling me that none of these guys did anything in the offseason. 
Do you know okay. where all those checks went? Do you know how much money was donated? Like, it, I would be very careful writing that down, having my name next to it in print, when things are very easily... Pr- now, you may be right. I'm not saying you're dead wrong. I'm just saying you may be right. You're t- but I'd be careful. But And I was going to say, I'm very skeptical that all these NFL players, all these dudes who've been involved in this over the years I have mean, done nothing, have done zero, have donated I'm, no time, money, or, or, or skills. I, I have a hard time believing Let's that. take the first guy. Let's take the first guy. A guy who I've been really critical of, Colin Kaepernick. Honestly, dude, has done quite a bit, a dude. He's donated a lot of money. He's working with the right groups. And if you go back initially, see, some of this is being sold to you now because the president got jumped in it, right versus left. But if you go back initially to Colin Kaepernick, I just watched the video again the other night. He's talking trash on Hillary Clinton, too. He's saying, look, that side of the aisle is bad, too. Colin Kaepernick legitimately was saying, dude, it's not the right, it's not the left. Our country is screwed up. As a guy who was critical on him, I got to at least give him that. And he has done what people want him to do. Put your money where your mouth is. Colin Kaepernick has put his money where his mouth is. Now, I don't believe he's the starting quarterback in the NFL. I I don't don't buy that. No. I don't believe that, okay? But he did put his money where his mouth is. At least he did that. Now, did every guy who's been kneeling and raising fists do enough over the summer? No, because welcome to human beings. But to say that none of them did, I think you're getting a little carried away with hyperbole, and I understand how how the English language works. God knows I do it every day. Right? So I understand that. But I'd be a little careful with that. Actually, we'll look into that. Millennials, you're being accused of ruining another business. Good. I don't think you're doing it. I think it's actually the business's fault. And that's next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Available now for your viewing pleasure. At both Facebook.com slash Sansbury Show. Also, my Instagram, Dan.Sansbury, is a video of your boy, number 17, yesterday, sticking it close. Chipping greenside, putting it real nice and tight in there. Yes, let me just address it. My feet should be closer together for the shot that I just made. Yes. But if you see the end result, it ended up pretty good. So shut your mouth. My feet can be as wide as they want. Your feet should be bigger, too, according to that one woman. Yeah, well, Christine can go to hell, too. You can check that video out, facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. Also, Dan.Stansbury on Instagram. Again, I want to thank Save 22, an organization raising awareness that 22 veterans a day commit suicide. And uh, they're looking to put a huge dent in that number. They're doing good work. And uh, I've been loosely involved with them. Save22.vet is how you can reach out to them. What was the name of the dude who kicked your ass again yesterday? Well, he kicked everybody's ass. Why does it just got to be me? What was his name? Why can't it just be, what's the name of the guy who won yesterday? What was the name? What was his name? Greg Archer. Greg Greg 73. That's the video I want to see. Dude, nobody wants to see a crappy golfer out there. Yeah, Greg shot 73. He lit it up. It's impressive at the yeah, core. He, he was impressive. Like I said, it was the second hole. I was like, oh, okay, he's the guy for sure. Like he was, dude, it was something. Millennials, I love jumping up and down and like every other person with gray hair in the country. But I do feel like sometimes you take a beating when you don't have to. I just want to note, millennials have gray hair now. If I'm a millennial, like my boys have gray okay. hair. I know I'm sure I've asked you this before. Can you find me the, I want the exact definition of millennial. Because this is millennial. Fantone and I always point this out to you guys. You know what millennial is? It's a word like hipster, meaning as long as you don't think you're that person, I'll just call that person that thing. Born between 81 and 97. That's according to Wikipedia, which I guess is a decent place to start. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, that's where we're for this, for, for the purpose good of this, here. that's right. good enough right, right. here. All right. Okay. All right. So, all right. So I would not be a millennial there. I was born in 1976, so I don't fit that one. Okay. 
But apparently now, millennials, you're killing another industry. And I don't buy it. I love killing industries, dude. That's one of my favorite things to do. So I can't wait to hear what this one is. You're killing the razor industry. Apparently, your casual attitude towards shaving your face is knocking it off. Sales of manual razors and blades slipped almost 5.5% in the United States this past year. Um, Gillette even reported a 24% decrease in sales. Now, that should be obvious because if you've seen the new TV commercials, I bet I'm the first blade maker you've ever met. Like They're showing you that whole thing. I don't believe this is a millennial issue. Let me tell you what I think is killing it overall. First of all, it's like anything else. It's gone digital, and so welcome to Dollar Shave Clubs and things like that. Right. So you're probably seeing less sales on store shelves. They're probably not calculating those sales. They're talking store sales. I'm just going to test this one for you. Hey, it's Stansberry here for Dollar Shave Club. Would love it. Just testing it. Just Would throwing it. it out there. Just going to say it. Okay. Would love it. All right. Would trying it. it. All right. Now, CNN is reporting that in developed markets, the number of times men shave a week is down from 3.7 to 3.2 this past decade. Now, that's not enough to kill an industry off, right? That's not enough to kill an industry off. I think part of what's killing your industry off is that you have had us over a barrel and overcharged us for a product forever. And then as more and more technology comes out, the two for 20 has now come to razors. Welcome to Dollar Shave Club or whatever the other ones are called. I'm sure there's like six of them. I don't yeah, know Harry's. all the names, right? I get that. To welcome to marketing. Right. Keep Do market the most. And that's the name they remember. Buy more ads. Advertise on the Stansbury Show. Welcome to it. It works. You can see it. It even works with people that are in this stuff. It works for us. But I can't blame a millennial. First of all, not that most of you. Are, I, I don't see that many millennial beards. Um, I think beards have kind of made a comeback. There's no doubt you know. there's been a little bit of a resurgence. So that's going to be a but part of it. there's still trimming that happens. Yeah, but I'm not buying razors, dude. I, I, I have zero ra- like male razors in my house. My girlfriend obviously has razors, but I do not, I do not buy razors. I do not buy shaving cream. I have, like, I have one of those electric beard trimmers, and I just do that oh, once wait. or twice a week. Yes, yeah, so do I. So, like... I, I haven't shaved my face... In a long time. Last time I shaved my face, where I like had a razor and shaving cream, was the first time I came to interview for this job. That was that was the last time I wow. did it, like almost five years ago. And I'll bet you the last time I did it before then was the uh, was when I was going to go get my other radio job. You know what I'm saying? So in the past time that I've lived in Canton, which is probably getting close to ten years, well, over five, probably closer to six, seven, eight. I haven't. I've shaved twice. I'm going to ask a stupid question. But the handle of a razor is plastic. Okay. And I can buy a razor bladed ace for $2. Right. Why the hell are razors $24? I don't know, dude. I really don't. It's one of those things, and they're like, well, we've got five blades in this one. And it's well, like, then just sell me one. Right. I only want the one. <laughs> well, then, don't put so many blades in there. I, I, I'll tell you what. Let, let, dude, let's compromise. You sell me a one blade razor that I can afford, and then I won't, I won't have to like ruin your business. I, but again, I just think people want to bang up on millennials, and I want to be able to do it when it's necessary. That's why I feel like I got to give you credit when I don't, when I think people are treating you unfairly. I can't. I'm not, I'm not blaming that. On the millennial. I think it's just, it's a bad business model and they've been expensive for a long time and people are finding alternative methods to it. Like Fantone and I both, we bought one of those things you plug in. I paid $30 for it once and I have it now forever. As millennial, I'm just going to tell you, we're coming for you, dude. Razors, bars of soap, uh, corporate restaurants, Straws, all those things. We're after we're it all, man. Destroy you. They're after it all. Your trip to Vegas. Your opportunity is next on Rock 1069. The Stansberry Show. I have got. 
city in on this. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I should have never posted a video of me playing golf. Now I got like every instructional dude ever. It's like, dude, do this, do this, do this. And it's going to be impossible when I go out and play today not to be like, maybe they're right. Let's try this. Let's try this. And my problem, Fantone, is I have this problem a lot. I'll hit a bad shot and then I start like rethinking everything. Of course. Instead of just working on the one thing, it's like then I think, oh, like, well, maybe you try this with this and this. And that's what kind of happened a little bit yesterday. And then a little later in the round, it's like, no, I started hitting the ball the way I like to hit it. And then next thing you know, sure enough, it's fine. But yeah, I know my feet should be closer together on this chip. You can see it at facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. This guy's like, dude, stick your chin out. Do this, do that. And he's right. He's not wrong. But it's like, you know, dude, I did get it to about two feet. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure mm-hmm. just like getting an erection, dude, 90% of it's mental there. So once you have one dude whispering in your ear, all of a sudden it's like nothing is working. Yeah, let's not address both my problems. Let's just work on the golf <laughs> right I don't know why dudes are whispering in your, air- in your ear when you're trying to uh, get an erection, but I don't know. That may be why I can't get it. I don't know. Or why, you know, and I shouldn't right, do that. Forward. That's actually what we're going to talk about right now. Not erections, but relationships. Okay. I spent some time on Reddit the other day, and there was like this forum on like why dudes are single. Okay. It's, oh God, dude! Oh. And these are dudes saying, saying this is why I'm single. Okay. And then I'm sure at the end of this we'll be able to tell you why you're truly single. But okay, let's get well, into it. Some of these these guys actually, I think, might have nailed it. One says simply one word: Fortnite. For those okay. of you that don't know, Fortnite's this new video game that's out. It's sweeping the nation. I don't really care for it, but it is massively popular. Is it an online thing or is so, it a council thing? Or what? I, don't, I don't know what I so hear about A little it. bit of both. So it, it's you, you download it from like the online store, and it is a game you play with other people. Like You know what I mean? You kind of go into that. And it's a... It's a shooter game, but there's a lot of building in it, and like you gotta like everybody like Halo drops into a certain portion of the map, and you're trying to be the last person alive is essentially. So you can like build yourself a house so people can't shoot you, and then I don't know how it goes. I don't know the whole thing sucks. Every time you make me explain video games, I feel so dumb. I feel so dumb. (laughs) Just but you should know this is how dumb you should feel while talking to me about Razor Ramon. Like that's how you should feel. You should feel this dumb. Right. Another reason here are more reasons why guys are single. They say here, this is according to Reddit. I'm 28 and I live with my mom. Yeah, that's probably part of it. There's a difference between your mom moving in with you and you moving in with your mother. Oh, yeah. And there's a difference between like lost my job, got divorced. I got to go live with my parents again at 28 because I have to get my life back together for six months. And like, I'm just resigned to living here. You know what I mean? There's a huge, huge difference. Major difference in those two things. I would agree. Another guy says, I'm single because I work a crappy retail job, and I would disagree with that. I, I, I don't think that that's necessarily true. Um, And I would think a retail job, dude, you probably have a decent access to women. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was one of my favorite things about working crappy jobs is like, dude, it was a great dating pool, and I didn't care if I lost the job or if drama, like, injected itself into that job. I was like, whatever, dude, I'm a waiter. Who cares? Somebody once asked me, dude, why are you still bartend? I was like, because my penis loves it. Right, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> dude, it's uh, dude, it's half my wallet, but it's more. It's more than that. It's like my social life loved bartending. Like it loved it. Um, then another guy says here, I'm single because I either work at, uh, I, I'm either at work or I'm at home. Well, yeah. If you don't socialize, you won't meet people. I suffer from this sometimes because yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little bit of a loner. And you sometimes, unless it's golf, you kind of have to like drag me out of the house. So this is why I think this is this is a big reason why I'm single. I focus on work and my golf game, and then other than that, I'm like, ah, eh, whatever, I don't care. Yeah, putting yourself into situations where you can actually meet people is harder than a lot of people give it credit for. So like, I'm not saying you have to go out to the bars every night, but like, there you have to be involved in something bigger than your work and well, maybe house. start you know working with a charity do something but just be out where you're going to be introduced to more people and the next thing you know hey have you met sarah sarah's kind of cool you too you know what i mean the next thing you know you're dating sarah so like i think you know th- that stuff can work um this guy says i'm single because i'm not attractive i think most people are probably more attractive than they think they are okay most people who feel like they're really ugly i bet are a little bit more attractive than they think they are yeah and the thing is is there's somebody else just as ugly as you. So, like, don't let that be the thing. The problem here... Now, what we don't want you doing is getting together and making kids, though. No, good God, like, do not. you two are already ugly. You think we need more of that? We don't. We've already got cans we don't need off, more guys. Of that. We're fine. Well, let's stop um, it with you. I think a part of the problem here is the, the, the lie that we have been told as men from when we were children is that you all get a dime piece. Okay, see, this is the next one. And you are absolutely right about that. Television, I've said this forever... Women want to talk about, like, the complaint about, like, not, you know, not getting this, not getting that, not getting that. Dude, do you have any idea what it's like to be a man and be conditioned since the moment you come out of the womb that you're going to get a, that you're going to get a, like, a, like a chick that's on the cover of a magazine? And we don't get that. No. You ever, you ever wonder about the no. disappointment that comes with that? It's a ton of disappointment, ladies. It's a ton. It, but you're right. We're, con- we're conditioned to want this thing. And this guy says here, I think my standards are too high. And again, you and I know a couple of guys, right? Fantone and I have some mutual friends. And there's two of them, and I don't even have to say their names, and Fantone knows who I'm talking about, who their expectation of the woman who should be on that arm is wildly askewed. It's like, what do you offer to somebody that's like that? If you are not in their looks department, that's, first of all, points against you. And it's like, dude, you don't have like an exuberant amount of money. You don't live this interesting life. You Birds don't of a do, feather flock together. Right, you don't do anything to put yourself in that echelon of dating. And like, you kind of have to have some self-awareness here of like, who am I? What am I? And who am I looking for to sure. kind of to, to, be, to be a partner yeah, with like here? It. If you think that like, because the thing I've always said is like, if you think that, well, I'm, I'm a nice guy and nice guys get the girl at the end of the movie no, and all don't. that. And it's no, like, dude, this is life. Dude, the nice Nice guy gets the girl at the end of the movie because the nice guy wrote the movie. Right. The reason why Jerry and George were always dating hot chicks is because Jerry and George were writing the goddamn show. Right. 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 That is that is a very, very good point. Um, another guy says there, I'm very bad at picking up on signals. And I botch this sometimes. I do. Like, I'm not always bad at it, but I'll leave situations sometimes and my buddy will be like, do you know that girl was hitting on you, right? And I'm always like, really? Like, I I didn't think that at all. I thought she was just being nice. We were talking about your caramel goddess the other uh, the other day here on the show. Oh, dude, and Courtney was so hot. It, it's tough, dude. You know, I know, you know, I know she was hot. It's three days later and I know what her name is. <laughs> it's, it's tough. <laughs> That's you, how I know she was hot. You want to be appropriate. You don't want to make somebody feel off put. You know, no. you, you don't want to do these no, things. You do so, not. so you're almost on guard. But it's then it's exactly like, right. am, I, am I 
ignoring these signals or am I misreading these signals? This woman is smiling at me and it's like, well, yeah, because she's a goddamn waitress. Of course she has to be nice to you. So there's somewhere in the middle. It is tough to find that spot. Um, another guy says here, I just don't try. Well, then, yeah, dude, then you're not sing- yeah. you're, you're just you're just lazy. And then another guy says being fat and shy surely isn't helping me out. Well, here's what I will tell you. Person who just heard me say that and said, yeah, me too. Let me tell you what's dude. Let's two birds, one stone it. Let's stop eating so much food. Let's get your ass in the gym. Let's lose the weight and let's watch you just naturally be less shy. A lot of what makes people, their personalities act like that, it's your perceptions of yourself. And if we changed your perception of you and you got a little bit more confident, then you would walk that way, you would act that way, and then before you know it, you wouldn't be shy. The reason why I'm guessing this dude is shy is because he's fat and he feels self-conscious about it. Stop eating so much, get in the gym, lose the weight, and confidence will come. I am living proof. More Stansberry Show right around the corner after we send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival right now. Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now, tell 6.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show over on Rock 106.9. I just took uh, one of my favorite messages maybe ever. All right. Tom is, uh, is, Save 22 is Tom's baby. And again, Save 22, that organization I've been uh, working with a little bit closely, working with, hanging out with, really. I haven't really done much. They always thank me. Just for trying stuff. to get in the pictures. Like they, like they, they kept saying to me yesterday, thank you, thank you. And I was like, guys, I'm just hanging out. Like, it feels weird to be thanked for hanging out. Um, but Tom started Save 22. And uh, he asked me about something else. Uh, you know, I did their hike earlier this year. He's setting it up next year. May 4th is when they're going to do it. He already asked me, he's like, are you willing to do it? I said, absolutely. I will be involved again next year. And then they want me to kind of do like some walking with them and like um, walking with the hike, like with a mic and kind of like interviewing people as, as they're going by. And I said, absolutely, I'm willing to do it. And uh, his message to me just now was like, dude, thanks for everything you do. Um, and uh, we really do consider you like family now. And that was a, that was a good message. That made me feel good and positive about who I am. I'm sure it did, dude. And I'm honestly. a scumbag, so thanks for so thanks for it. I appreciate. Do you know Tom slinging like barbecue sauce on the side too? Mm-hmm. He's got his own little hustle right there, dude. We oh, gotta yeah. get some of that. Tom oh, yeah. Sauce Company. I've had it, dude. Where's your boy at, bro? I love barbecue. It's delicious. All right, man. I've had it. I'm gonna have to order some online here. Yeah. Um, I had it at the hike. As a matter of fact, they were, uh, I, I had a pulled pork sandwich that day. It was delicious. It was excellent. So, Tom, thank you very much for that, man. I really did appreciate that. Um, I do want to talk about this. Uh, I, it's this makes Phantom crazy, um, and I like when he gets mad. Yeah, say it's nine twenty four, dude. Don't make me blow up right now. What? But you, to a lot of the audience, I'm guessing, kind of come off a um, little liberal, and okay. you are. Okay. I don't feel like that's an unfair assessment of you. No. Um, very compassionate person. Try to be. Think about your fellow man. Um, not only think about your fellow man, but then try to go out into the community and do work to better your fellow man. As a matter of fact, Matt Fantone, as I've been patting myself on the back all day, deals with his own charity. It's, it's called Project Rebuild, where he helps mentor at-risk youth. It feels weird to view Fantone as a mentor <laughs> to me because I'm with him so much, but he's doing good things. I don't want to knock it. Okay. All right? All right. But... You have an issue. So that all being said is that I think people would be surprised to find out that you take issue with this one particular thing that is surround uh, that surrounds compassion. Okay. And this is the um, the emotional support animal. Okay. Now, there's this kid. I don't know the whole story, but apparently he's got ducks. He wants the ducks. People don't want him to have the ducks. He's trying to keep the ducks. He's got, you know, emotional support ducks. Okay. Now. 
I'm an animal lover. I love dogs. I'm a dog person. As a matter of fact, I stopped yesterday while we were on the golf course, and I stopped for like five minutes. I was just like looking at this dog in the yard. I couldn't get, it couldn't take my eyes off. I just love dogs. I'm a big fan. Okay. I understand that coming home after work or whatever it is and petting an animal helps you relieve stress. You probably live longer. I'm all for it. It's on your to-do list soon, right? We talked about this, right? Yes, it is. Christmas time. Christmas time. I would like to move into a rental house and get myself a black lab named Motley. I can't wait. Okay. That's my plan. Okay. I don't know if I'll do it. Probably won't. And, uh, and but. I'm like you that I believe in the science behind emotional support animals. Yes. It's not that I don't buy that the connection between animal and person could help ease anxiety or, you know, PTSD. I buy all of that. I buy into that full on that an animal can help you with your life on that in that manner. I will never argue that. Okay. But. I do understand America's concern of we can't just open the floodgate, though, and have emotional support llamas walking down aisles of planes. Like, I get it. I do get it. So let me ask you this question, Phantom. Mm -hmm. As you and I are both kind of on the same side of this, understand the science, believe wholly in it. But why is it not that why can't we do this? Say we are going to do five animals. I don't even know what the five should be. But we're going to do five, and this is what we consider this to be done. But you can't be walking through the store with a peacock on your shoulder because you're afraid of other people. Like, you can't do it. Now, is is are those five animals going to be five specific breeds? Or is it going to be like, no, this no. dog? so dogs is one and all dogs count? Yeah, all dogs could count. All dog could all dogs could be a, a an emotional support animal. Well, but then why couldn't a peacock? Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying the animal can't be. That I'm saying for the for, for, for to 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 help close the loophole ju- as much as we can to make this a thing. Because what I don't want is America going, dude. We're, we're, we got animal overload, so we're done doing this all together. I don't want that because I believe people need it. Now, obviously, I'm going to throw this into like the worst case scenario okay. here, but like, okay, so we put out this list of five animals. We say all dogs, cats. all breeds, or whatever. Cats, you can bring I your feel bird, like whatever. Pets, but like, so so now I'm a veteran dealing with PTSD. D and chickens are what does it for me, dude. And I don't know why it is, but it's what it is, what it is. Or I'm this autistic kid and ducks are the thing for me and it works for me and it doesn't necessarily work for other people. I don't know how I tell them that, yes, it's okay for this lady to bring her dog into Walmart, but it's not okay for you to have ducks at your house. I don't know. I... Allow me to say this without having the scientific you know, education to back it up. Okay. That if... <laughs> like literally everything else I've ever said. I, I, but, but like literally everything I do. But if 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 I could get you to the point where a duck soothes you, then it's just about introducing you to the right puppy, right? Oh, I'm going to disagree there. No, think I think so? th- I, I think there's just different things are going to do it for different people. No, I, I don't. I don't. A kid wanting a duck is about a kid liking another animal more than the other one. I think if I took an adult, it's all about finding the right puppy for you. Um, no, if you're not a dog person, you're not a dog person. That's why I ultimately think well, you do need to make it open more to than one animal because a dog is the most common. Well, dogs and cats are probably the most common pet. So that's where my brain went yesterday when I was thinking about this. I was like, all right, well, we let's go to common petville, right? But. If you're not a dog person, you're not a cat person, we need other options for you. It's, it's not so much about being like a dog or cat person. But what if you're like, like, dude, but, but your thing with ducks, it's like, dude, if, what, what if elephants are my thing? I can't just bring Dumbo everywhere I go. No, and I mean, like, but like that's the thing is, like, we're just in a weird place here, where, and especially where it's like where you go. I think there's a difference between like where you live and where you go. I was at, uh, where I, you, I don't care what you have as an emotional support animal in your house until you're the neighbor. 
until it's your property values coming down because your neighbor has chickens that are crowing all are you know making noise and spreading salmonella everywhere. I don't care in the hypothetical. Yeah, do whatever you want in your house until you start bringing my property you know values down. Ha- you know that started to happen. That bird flu actually started to spread actually because more and more people are having chickens in their yard and they have no idea what they're doing. And right. chickens are, are dirty animals spreading their crap everywhere. Filthy you're not ass cleaning animals. It. You're not cleaning and they're it. dinosaurs. So like. I I, I I make room for it. I just don't know where you draw that line. And I feel like if, if you draw it at five, well, why can't I draw it at three? Why can't I draw it at two? You know what I'm saying? Like Yes, there's yes, there is room for that. And that would happen. That would be part of the argument. As a matter of fact, I, was, I remember on first Friday, I was walking down the street and a guy had a boa around his neck. And I'm like, dude, you're just walking around with that thing? What if it bit me? I think the thing is probably to me, is it like, and this would this is really going to get into dogs only at this point, and maybe a couple of other animals like pigs or something like that. But if the animal can be trained... Do you want an emotional tra- support pig? Get married. If by trained, I don't necessarily mean like, oh, look, my dog can do tricks. It's that you are trained as a service animal. You are trained as, you know, as as you're wearing that vest. Like, I was at, I was at uh, one, of the big, one of the big chain stores recently, and this lady had her dog with her. And I just, as soon as I saw it, I rolled my eyes. As soon as I saw it, I rolled my eyes. Because she's like, oh, it's an emotional support animal. And this other lady was like petting the dog. The dog's smelling everything. Well, you can pet emotional support but animals. Obviously Obviously, at that point, but they're not service animals at that point. So that's kind of where the line is to me. Is it like, is this? It has this animal been trained specifically to act appropriately in public? Because okay, Shannon's asking that same question. What if we just said you need the animal needs to pass a behavioral test? Yeah, like there has to be some sort of standard. Now, for the most part, dogs are going to be able to do that. Pigs might be able to do that. You're probably not going to be able to get a cat to do that. You're not going to be able to get ducks to do that. So, but like at that point, are we trainable animals? Are are we? Are we well, discriminating? Kelsey's got a good point, though. She's like, what about kids, dude, that have allergies to certain furs like dogs and cats? You're going to have to leave it open for other animals for them. She's a little bit right about that. I didn't think about that. So, and, and what, and, and like well, I said, what about hamsters? If you just don't, get a hamster. If you just, get a rabbit. if you just don't identify, well, now we're up to seven animals. You know no, 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 I, mean? I never like, listed my five. But once, but once you get to a point where it's like, for whatever reason, the dog is a pet for you, but he's not the emotional support animal for you. I don't know how I tell veteran John, who's working with those chickens out in his yard, no, bro, sorry, you can't do that. I, I don't yeah, know. Well, I don't. I, you know, I don't want to do that. I, 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 and, well, it, veteran John gets to keep his chickens, but that's the thing. And well, then autistic Danny over here doesn't get to keep his ducks. Like, it, I, I don't know where that line is. But dude, the the problem with it is, and so much of it is, is that woman who was who was bringing her dog in when that dog was not trained, who's got no ailment, who completely, whether she has an ailment or not, didn't go through the proper channels, well, who's just exploiting the situation for her advantage. Okay, I think another thing that would be beneficial here, and we haven't addressed this yet, I think another thing that would be massively beneficial in this issue is to really sit down and say, you know what, anxiety is not enough. To have an emotional support. I'm sorry, it's not. Because the problem is, dude, is that, and this is what people don't understand about anxiety. Everyone has anxiety. Everyone has it. That's not a you thing. Now, you may have a more severe case of it, yes. But the problem is, is that everybody gets anxious. Everybody's got anxiety. Everybody has that. Now, do they go into full-blown anxiety attack? Maybe not. But do they have anxiety? Yes. It's too broad of an umbrella for an emotional support animal. You want to start talking to me about PTSD? That's a different thing. 
the um the gym the mental gymnastics people will do to justify what happens with their animal with the like oh well it's my right to do this I sent something in online and I got a you know this card that says I can take my dog with me wherever the hell I want it just I, to me it's just who do you think you are we're like <laughs> like the societal norms of like we don't bring our pets into goddamn grocery stores I I don't I, I don't get it you're like you're not a big fan when people here in the office bring their dogs here I am not dude I'm not I mean it's just one of those things that like if there was if if there was a, if there was a, I'm bringing my dog to work, bro. A, a protocol Just of saying. like, hey, this is what you're doing, but where's the line there? Do I get to bring my kids into work? Do I, you know what I'm saying? Like, do, and if you do it once, that's one thing. But like, if this is, an, oh, if you're a daily, no, you can't do it right. Daily. Like, you, you, the rules apply. The, like, that's what it is. Is like you're not exceptional. I mean, in very rare cases, should you be allowed to be that exception to the rules? And I'm sorry, just bringing your dog into work and being like, hey, we're gonna waste four hours petting this dog instead of doing our jobs. I'm, I'm, I have a serious problem with that. Well, maybe if we had more dogs here, people would come to work here. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe we need some dogs working here, dude. They got the golden retriever with the glasses, taking care of the numbers, selling radio advertising. Maybe that is what we need. I'll tell you where we had the dogs on the football field last <laughs> night. <laughs> All right, wrapping up the Stansberry Show for the week. Next on Rock 106.9, the Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet on iHeartRadio. This is a dream come. And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my man. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. And Josh Rock and Roller. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So here goes. It's called Kick the Dust Up. <laughs> if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means... Take a hike. I thought I like women. Women, 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 women. Get him out of here. Out. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and f- my sister. Wow. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. You gonna die doing this dumb ass, yeah. you fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your your mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. What? You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much your take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. They can make you slap somebody. So kiss my black I thought the bitch was white! Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to him like that and I'm gonna talk to you like that. And I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. And he waits for his receiver to clear. That's David Njoku with his second touchdown catch of the ball game. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Teresa will send you out to uh, Las Vegas, 11 o'clock, for the 2018 Iron Heart Radio Music Festival. Last night I was out watching the Browns game, and I tweeted out from that first play, uh, Saquon Barkley ripped it off for 40 yards, first play from scrimmage. Said, well, okay, well, we know it's not going to be eight wins. And sure enough, like, then then some of the Twitter followers, God, it's so annoying listening to you talk sports. You've seen one drive. Yeah, it was sarcasm, douche. And then later on, as I'm giving you my actual assessment of the game, then he starts liking all my tweets. 
I thought it was annoying hearing me talk about sports. God, Twitter, you're the worst. You're just the worst. Everything's so literal. Everything's so gotcha. Everything, dude, it's just the worst environment ever. God, it's so annoying. Baker Mayfield did look pretty good last night. Probably going to buy a Baker Mayfield jersey. How close are you to that? Um, If I'm buying jerseys this year, I don't know if I'm necessarily going with Baker. I mean, really? there's 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 some players where I'm like, and honestly, it's going to be Miles Garrett if I do buy a jersey. Um, At this point, he's not going to be the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like it. I don't buy it. I just, I just don't see it. I think Tyrod Taylor is going to perform well enough to keep him at bay for the first year. Bay for I the first year. I want you to be right. And I think, I think that at this point, it's premature on the Baker Mayfield jersey. That's fair. It is. Deshaun Kaiser looked really good in his first preseason game. Looked really good. I remember saying into the microphone, "You may have found a quarterback in Deshaun Kaiser." I remember saying that. I was wrong. And again, people, this is again the thing with Twitter. You said this, and you were wrong. Yeah, dude, I got five shows a week to do. You don't think eventually I was going to be wrong about some stuff? I mean, guys, come on. I'm not afraid to be wrong. Dude, a sissy broadcaster is afraid to give out his opinion and afraid to be wrong over the fact that you'll vilify him via Twitter. I don't care about you. So, like, I don't care about that opinion. So, like, I'm not afraid to be wrong. I got to speculate. That's the fun part of this. It's part of what we do. But Baker looked pretty good last night. Stepped up into the pocket, kept looking downfield, delivering throws. As a guy who wanted Sam Darnold, I was impressed. Stepped up into the moment. It didn't seem like it was too big for him. Now, granted, it's the Giants who suck and the second unit of the Giants who are going to suck even more. But you go out there and you play the team that's in front, in front of you. You, 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 get, you deal with the cards you're dealt, and, and Baker did good last night. No question. Agreed. I, uh, I absolutely uh, loved what I saw last night. A lot to be excited about. Jarvis Landry looks like he's the real deal. Tyrod Taylor looks like he's the real deal. David Njoku looking like he is uh, starting to come alive a little. Now, I will tell you, guys, everybody told me how good this offensive line was going to be. So good, so good, so good. Full studs. We addressed it. We got it fixed. You told me last year how good the offensive line was going to be. They were abysmal. You told me this year how good the offensive line was going to be. The rushing game last night was terrible. It was Terrible. The only reason nobody's harping on it today is because of how good the passing game looked. If the passing game didn't look as good yesterday, it would be a glaring problem how bad that running game was last night. And I mean, don't get me wrong, you obviously have to have a passing game in today's NFL, but at the same time, dude, you're not going to be able to pull what you pulled last night. Every, every time, week. every week when you're playing in the AFC North. So there's going to have to be a, 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 a reemergence of that running game. I would has totally to agree. Now, again, we're talking one preseason game. It's not you, you can't go all in or come all the way back out either. You got to temper it. But no, I we but, don't. It's 2018. I temper nothing. But I'm I'm going to disagree with Fantone. I feel like if I go out this weekend and I buy myself an orange Baker Mayfield jersey the way I want to. And I love Tyrod Taylor. I wanted us to sign Tyrod. I love the signing of Tyrod Taylor. But you don't feel like you're one of the 500 section at that point? Well, I will say, if I, because I, I'm going to go to games, that if I'm going to buy a jersey, I, I do want to buy a jersey of a guy who's going to be on the field when I go to the game. So maybe I don't do that. But I don't want to buy a Tyrod jersey just because they's not. You know what I'll probably do? What's that? It'll probably be a Jarvis Landry jersey. I can maybe see that. Because we'll probably hold on to him. He's probably going to be pretty good. Seems like he's all in, wants to be part of this culture. Like, didn't he say to that guy last night when he caught the ball, we're going, we're, we're going to the Super Bowl? Didn't he say to the guy, like, we're going to be champs? I hope he didn't. <laughs> like, I'm, look, I love optimism, but you're not going to be champs. Fake it till you make it as part of that life, though. 
And uh, okay, I'm being told the starting right guard didn't start or you know didn't play last night. Cole, thank you for that. I, I hadn't thought of that. Didn't know that. You know, hadn't thought about that. That will help with the that will help with the offensive line. That's for sure. But I still think there were probably more issues than just that. Um, it just didn't look like they were functional in that part of the ball. And I think if we weren't passing the ball as easily as we were, I think people would be harping on that today. So it's just something I would like to see get tightened up. But again, we're talking first week. We're talking first preseason game. Can't go all in. Can't come all the way back out. Neither one. Teresa's going to send you guys to Vegas. She'll do so at 11 a.m. this morning. Aside from that, we're done for the week. Be back at it live Monday morning at 6 a.m. Missed anything this week? Podcasts are available for you at WRQK.com. You guys have a great afternoon. See ya. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9.